You're listening to the Sci-Fidelity Podcast Audio Extra, Star Trek Into Darkness. The Sci-Fidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience, so if you're not a mature audience, go fuck yourself. We're going to be watching Star Trek Into Darkness, and this is in our alternate audio. We've got, we're watching the uh, Netflix version, and we're going to put a timestamp in there for the, is it Sundance? Stardance. Yeah, Skydance. Sky 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 there's, a, there's a bright uh, flash when the Skydance logo comes up, right. and that's when we're going to give you a mark. I'm not sure we're going to be able to count it down, though. So Well, on Netflix, it's 22 seconds in. 22 seconds in. 22 Perfect. seconds in on the Good Netflix catch. stream. So, so, so uh, also, we're going to try and give you another mark when the bad robot stops and looks into the camera. Okay. So hopefully that'll let you get it all synced up. And then you turn your movie down just a little bit so you can hear us and play at the same time. And uh, it's like we're watching the show with you. I also am planning to shout out every time they give a location and date. I plan to shout that out. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Uh, I have. A, That's good. I have heard from viewers that that would, has been a request. So. <laughs> that, that I shout out the. Uh, <laughs> well, that we have timestamps during the film. So that In case they lose sync. Yes. All right. I can do that. So. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> do you guys want me to do it in a voice? I take requests. <laughs> Your best William Shatner impersonation. Oh, I could fucking do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, sir, is going to happen. <laughs> okay, stars are falling, yeah, flying through the know. water. We give our names, by the this way. This is Paramount. Oh. Um, Everybody knows who this is. Yeah. Okay. I'm Michael. Hey, hey. No, I was just saying, hey, hey. There it he is. He said he was Michael. There was our, there was our flash. We'll be more marky with the with the marks there. <laughs> so that's Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. This is Steve. And we're watching a movie. Yes. Skydance. After almost a year, I finally get to talk about this film. Over right, a here's year. Here's the bad robot, and it's we're not quite up to it yet. He's running around and in the field. And Mark. That's amorphous. Yeah, you guys waiting for William Shatner? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Class M planet Nibiru. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there we go. Opening up. So, I like the little hexagonal rock formation. Very nice. I love the colors. Very 1960s. <laughs> so, so. Already, I've got a problem. I guess. Yeah, there's So, Prime Directive. We're pissing on it right now, right? Well, yeah. according to Picard, if everyone's going to die, you have to, uh, because they're because of a ecological event, you can't actually interfere because it would be violating their right to evolve into extinction. 
Um, yeah. I say fuck that, and I actually list this as a positive that Kirk is going to save these people uh, from destruction. Well, but um, Brian, just because you agree with him doesn't make him right. Like there are rules that he's supposed to follow, yeah. And if he doesn't follow those rules, there should be repercussions. Yeah. From the organization that he's in. Yeah, well, Picard actually saved the people on a planet once before. He evacuated uh, the, the, the village. He was kind of forced into it, but he went along with it. He didn't just kill them all. Oh, no. So, they, he's done it a couple times. He so saved... Uh, I have no doubt that Kirk, oh, Kirk, any version of Kirk, would have done something to save this planet. Well, right. But at the same time, when uh, Picard saved like all those people that he did... He wrote in his real report to Starfleet and said, well, look, this is why I felt this was the right thing to do, you know, not yes. be not because they deserve to live, I agree but with because, you. you know, whatever. Yeah. So so by that same standard, Kirk should have to write in his report, well, yep. whatever. And if they say, because his answer is, well, we didn't want him to die. And they should say that's a bullshit answer. Agreed. Shatner, Kirk would have put it in the log. And that's the lesson that Pine Kirk has to learn is that. You can't just break the rules because it, they're inconvenient. And like that's the, one of the things, one of the, the character developments that Kirk goes through in this film I is like that he learns. There's, there's he, that, character development in this movie? A little. Not a lot, but a little. Uh, I think, um, <laughs> I think, uh, Pike would have let him off if he'd told the truth. I think Pike was upset about being lied to more than he was about the saving the planet from the prime directive. Yeah, that's not, that's not so, what I got. But we'll, I, we'll get there in a minute. Yes. Yeah, we'll so, get to that in a minute. So could he First have gotta, beamed down into this? Uh, if they flew the starship up over the volcano, he could have beamed down, yes. So they Shadow, were trying to avoid flying the starship up over the volcano. No, where we, we, so we still don't no understand why that is, because it's a starship, right? There's, uh, no, it's, there's interference from oh, bullshit. But I mean, bullshit we're, we're jumping ahead, obviously. They, so, wait, they talk on. about this later. Is, but Is there no transporter technology on the shuttle? Not during the original series. Oh, okay. That was a that, that was, was a, a genuine question. That was yeah. that didn't show up till next well, generation. They essentially didn't, they, my question. And I still don't know how they felt trans uh, TNG transporters on those shuttles. When you look at how big they are, I don't are, know where you fit it. Are we looking at reduced gravity here? Because I'm pretty sure that fall would have busted his ass. No, no, no. There's an uh, inertial dampening field in the uh, in the in the suit, possibly. Or and it, is, it could be a lower field. gravity field too. But I mean, they also it's a it's a movie where. Directed by J.J. Yes, <laughs> That's pretty fair. Well, here's a question. That would make more sense if it was directed by Michael Bay. Because yes. you could fall off you could fall Anything. off the ISS and survive that shit if it's Michael Bay. But so. uh, fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> Especially if you got a nice ass. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think Kirk I, I think Kirk does the right thing here. He makes the right call. He tries to save the planet. Um and if it's a violation of the prime directive, well, I would have lost my respect for Kirk if he just said, "Well, rules is rules and let them all die." But okay, now so, I don't do wow. we, do we and, see And even Spock and McCoy and clearly the entire crew is on board with this plan or at least a significant amount yes, of the officers cuz they're all fuck-ups. <laughs> they're trying they're... to save millions if not billions of people. I'm sorry, I'm on their side on this one. Actually, the movie actually does mm. say it's not okay. millions of billions. It actually says it's a couple a couple thousand. Whatever, thousands of people. <laughs> okay, so are we going to address this this bullshit uh, yeah. that we're currently looking at right I, now, I, which is the Enterprise in the Okay, what ocean. exactly is the bullshit point on this one? First off, it's a starship. <laughs> I have a problem with them being... The structural integrity fields can handle the uh, Not, blast okay. from a nuclear a nuclear Not, blast hitting the outer hull. They can Brian. handle the pressure of some water. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. What what he just said. What he just said. What yeah. Scotty just said, how ridiculous it is to have a starship. I will grant you it's ridiculous. Um I so I, I can that? I am assuming that they're doing that because they can't use the transporters and they want easy access to their away so teams. My well, question is but, how did they get the ship down there in the first place? Flew down at night. You just crash it. That's easy enough. Come but down at my, night when nobody night. can see it. Turn my, the lights my, off, lie down a at night. Starship. <laughs> my my problem is this. Come right? down in a thunderstorm, then they won't even hear the engines. So. My my problem is this. They wow, that's pretty. I'll give them that. That's pretty. Oh, but yeah. here's the thing: the Enterprise, the okay, so that's why. So they had to get them out of that temple so that that wouldn't happen. Is so that they what knew happened? That specific thing was gonna. Happen? Yeah, they knew that. And, uh, and didn't we establish that this isn't the only set of beings on this whole globe? It is or is not. I it's never not. assumed. I never really be. got that. I mean, it's very unlikely these would be the only people on the planet. They seem. Advanced enough that they probably would have propagated quite a far. T- if you're going to use humanity as a baseline, so so why does it matter if those particular they're saving ones... the planet? If they don't, they're they're saving the core of the planet with their little well, why, old no, why save device. those twenty people if you if there's hundreds of thousands on the planet? Kirk d- wants to save them. Spock's saving the planet. Kirk's like fuck that. I'm going to save the village too because he's Kirk, and he's going to save everybody. And because he's a hero, Once and that's again, what heroes do. Superman no, uh, would have gotten points for that. Wow! Because Superman, Superman doesn't have a prime directive to yeah, follow. Yeah, exactly. And Superman is also in a completely different morality yeah. Yeah. situation. So I mean, I'm, I'm, yes, he's breaking the prime. Uh, Kirk breaks the prime directive by luring them away from their village before it dies. But I'm on Kirk's side with this. Hey, hey, drinking. hey, hey, be a professional. You're at work. Um. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, my problem for the ship being underwater, right, in the gravity well at all, is this. That ship, at least the original design, does not have any sort of structural support under a gravity field. Yeah, we'll be readdressing this at the end of the movie. Oh, But we know that this ship can survive under a gravity field. We've seen it. Well, that was when it was being constructed, which, so fine. When it's being constructed... That, wow, he's just embracing this. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. like, you know bring, what? Bring it, motherfuckers! You know uh, what? Uhura, God, I'm sick of hearing you nag at me. So yeah. yes, burn my ass, burn it. Survivor's <laughs> guilt. So, so, um, but anyway, when they're building the ship, sure, I'm sure it has supports there to hold the pylons and everything in in place. This doesn't. This has no. This has nothing to it hold it there. This thing the probably water. can handle about a thousand G's worth of force. One G of force isn't going to cause much problem. We'll, and we'll the structural just, again, integrity field can hold the pressure of the water. I, even if they don't bring the shields up, if they but, do bring the shields up, then the water doesn't even get to the but hull. You're, but Brian, it's not. It's not statically stable, resting on the deflector dish, on the engineering saucer section. It's that's. I mean, it's round. So when you land that thing, it's going to want to tip one side to the other, right? So now it's underwater, and they're just, what, pumping warp energy into the ocean? I'm sure that's good for the fish. But fuck these. But fuck them. <laughs> so just right? to be clear, the entire planet this is a cold fusion explosion. Yeah. I'll, cold I'll, fusion yeah. I'm with you guys. makes things cold. Yeah, I'm with you. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I wanted to get that out there before <laughs> that scene ended. Cold yeah. fusion explosion. Also, yeah. it's important to notice that that cold fusion, that little cold fusion event, that basically absorbed all of the energy from this entire planet's magma system. Yeah. Naturally. To make sure that it didn't continue to erupt. Yes. Right. 
and the plant will otherwise be thermally just fine. Oh yeah, no, no, it's fine. Unchanged. No, no, no we cool because that air cushion yeah. along the outside. Yeah, no, we, we yeah. I want to know. Oh, yeah. I want to know who was the science advisor on this movie. <laughs> that, J. J. that okayed yeah. cold yeah. fusion bomb. It, it, it was the VFX director. Yes. Okay, <laughs> it is pretty grim there. So, but like, look, if nothing else, if you're like, okay, they should have. Your Bible is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they save the people and everything, and that's good. But it's really not good to make yourself yeah, a Yeah, well, this was because everything fucked up at the end. And this was Kirk's fix-it in an emergency You know plan. why? The original you know plan, why? they never would have seen they didn't follow the, the rules initially. <laughs> yeah. If you don't follow the rules, yeah, no, if they we got the rules, rules to avoid the fuck-ups. Yeah. It wasn't like we just yeah. made up some rules. Hey, you know what? Yeah, the rules. The I point is, they will, learn to, they will live to learn that have, they are worshipping a false god. They have the option to That's discover that. That's pretty big that. interference. So, yeah, no, they broke the Prime Directive. Uh, yeah. And at the end, they broke it just to save Spock. <laughs> and so, um, and that starts getting <laughs> it's, questionable, it's especially, especially when Spock <laughs> hey, doesn't Hey, everybody, wanna... it's Mickey. Hey, that's what you get for having a great big-ass dog. I thought his name dog. was Ricky. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. did, it, did I miss a, a timestamp? <laughs> well, good for you, Mickey. Yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Nice. No, no, no. Oh, no, I didn't She's miss it. She's got a pretty face, too. Yeah, London. London. 2259.55. I had to do that one in a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> no, just well, do, it, do your Cumberbatch from now on. Yeah. Well, I got to do... I have to do English for London. Yeah. 2259. Like, uh, when we all get to Kronos, I'm going to do Klingon. Uh, all right. I apologize <laughs> for our inability to do an English accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to do... English. The Royal Children's Hospital. It's a nice hospital. I like that, you know, they merged old world and new world, science and technology. This is where they say, yeah, your kid is dead. We can't. Man, we oh. need some stretchers like yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. badass. You know what? We, we, we fix AIDS and we fix cancer, but whatever the fuck your kid got, I don't even know what your, the fuck that is. Your child has movie disease. <laughs> I would assume that it is something relating to uh, cellular genetic damage. You've got I'm just fi- guessing. You've got film disease. You've got, you've got advanced you a, film disease. You had a transporter accident. Yeah. You've got cinemitis, I'm afraid. And, uh, There's no cure c- for that. With cinemitis, the only cure for that is a noble sacrifice see, see, a gray and ra- some magical bullshit. A, a gray <laughs> rabbit is the equivalent of the the black rose, you know. We're, wait, wait, okay, wait. Here, you're gonna die now. Wait, so. wait. That kid's got I'm velveteen so rabbit sorry. disease. Yes, velveteen <laughs> rabbit disease. Yes. What was the disease I'm that was that was in grief. the velveteen rabbit? I don't know. I think that kid just had the flu. No, no, it was something else. <laughs> that kid needed some tussin. So. That's what that was. Oh, <laughs> obviously tussin. You need tussin. That'll so. fix anything. That's what's in his blood. <laughs> oh wait, Straight got up. that tussin in him. Now here's here's the thing. Listen to this. Listen to this man talk. If that is not if that is not the voice of the devil, I don't know what is. Yeah. Yeah, but this is Section 31 agent I'm talking to a Section 31 agent. I'm They're the both devil. the devil. They have both no, no. Ga- gazed no, no, no. into the abyss. Uh, Brian, oh, Section 30. Brian, when, when... Oh, hold on. Hold on. J.J. Abrams' love of Beastie Boys has crept its way into a yet another fucking Star well, Trek That's movie. called continuity. Kirk likes Beastie Boys when he's a kid. He's probably going to like them when he's an adult. <laughs> Also, Especially for Kurt likes threesomes. <laughs> okay. Duh. You know what? I he was getting San, some San Francisco Starfleet yes, HQ. Yeah. He was Make getting sure some you have some right flowers there. in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Here, here, Thank you. Here's my thing. 
I'm fine. I'm really fine with, you know, having sex with different species, you know, Vulcan, with with, uh, Betazoid. That's fine. But when that species has a tail, that kind of makes it creepy. I don't... That kind of crosses a line. It makes his statement even more true. He's got some tail. No, but I'm just (laughs) saying. Then it's like fucking a dog. The moment's over. Fucking a pony. Oh, wait. Here we go. You know, I realized I was an idiot in the last movie, and I'm trying to fix that now. Maybe putting you in the captain's chair was a yeah. bad idea. So Perhaps putting someone that hadn't even graduated from Starfleet Academy yeah. as the captain of our flagship. Now, that is a flaw, but that is a flaw with Star Trek Eleven, not Star Trek Twelve. No, I- no, I grant you. Yeah. So... So, see, if they've invented the wheel, they're probably all over the planet by that point. So. This was actually one of the things when I watched the movie a second time that I realized the film does actually address. Yeah. Like, the film does go, okay, you were a fucking idiot for yeah. doing this. So. Yeah. And so, uh, that, this this was actually part of one of the things that they the writers listened to the complaints about Eleven and said, okay, in Twelve... We should probably address that Kirk isn't really ready to be a captain yet. So, and what, yet what he I'm, stays in yeah, charge of, of uh, again a, well, a, a likely sequence of events. What I'm getting is that Patrick, you and I agree with Spock's perspective on this. This was a fuck up storm, and I finally came clean and told everybody what the hell happened. Yes, and Kirk is like, "Well, I can't believe Dude. you told them what I, I shit in the pool." Yes. Well, no, I Kirk, had to shit desperately. Yes. Let, me, let me tell you because what Kirk, of my own selfish ego. Let me tell yes. you what Kirk just did. Dude, I thought you were cool. Yeah. You know what, <laughs> Mr. Spock? Snitches get stitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Spock, rose before hoes. That's right. Yeah. Now, you say, uh, but yet Kirk stays in charge, but actually that's the point of the scene. They're saying, we're taking you out of... Uh, yeah, until, well. until one guy, his commanding officer, dies... Because there's nobody else in all of Starfleet. No, no, no. There's a very has... specific reason why Marcus puts him back in the yeah. captain's chair. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense from Marcus's point of view. He lacks integrity. Yeah. And I don't like him. He does. Yeah. He really does. So. Dick. Yeah, well, that's a horrible argument. Huh? Yeah, except yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah, well, that's the lesson Kirk has to learn in this movie. That is the challenge Kirk faces, is that it's not okay to always break the rules. Okay, so Admiral here is fucking up by not dropping the hammer exactly. on this kid. Exactly. Yeah, I wasn't invited to that, so Daddy can't mm. fix this. That's right. Yeah. That's Daddy exactly can't right. shield you from the ass whooping that is coming. Yeah, so he he's not no shit. Somebody else has dropped the ball on the dropping the shit store. Oh my god! Guess you didn't learn that lesson. (laughs) We're sending you back to the academy because you never graduated. Look at his face. He can't believe there's consequences. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? That's the point. That's where Kirk's supposed to be. No, but no, no, no. Quit fucking defending him. Jesus Christ! He's no. I'm defending the movie. I'm not defending Kirk. Kirk fucked up. Well, we're not talking about the same thing then. So. Well, all I know is that by the time you get to the 24th century, little fuck-ups like this put you in Star in Starfleet jail for like <laughs> long periods of like what did what did what did Paris do on Voyager? He I don't know, he fucked up and London. <laughs> fucked well up. Done. Flew a ship into the wrong well spot. Done. And they put his ass in jail. So, you know, I got to keep an eye out. I got a job. I, I, you got to focus. But I got to do it. <laughs> right. I have one job on this shit. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you, add galaxy, blood if you add galaxy, if you add galaxy, the ring of destiny. 
if you add Galaxy Quest in to the Star Trek movie franchise, then the odd, even good, bad thing continues for most fans. So hmm. Star Trek 10 is then an odd movie and it sucks, or most people hate it. Star Trek 11 is an even movie, and most people liked it. Star Trek 12 is an odd movie, and most people hated it. <laughs> you know, this guy could use a doctor. <laughs> you know what else? No one else in the hospital can figure out. Is he still in the hospital, right? Yeah. No, this Children's is his hospital, house. No, right? This is his house. This is his yeah, house. Okay. Yeah. We brought, he brought his no, daughter he, home Yeah, he brought his daughter home to die, yeah. yeah. You, you can't give that advanced film shit, man. It, yeah. Once it gets in your blood. Wait, wait, yeah, it's got cinematis, and you know what? It's costing me money, even though we don't have but, money. But and it now she cured, had her spinach. With, cured with freshly she's squeezed. She's to the finish. It, it can be cured with freshly squeezed plot. Yes. <laughs> well, we need to take well, her to the squeezing room. Yes. <laughs> and now she never dies. She becomes yeah. immortal. Yeah. Father, why aren't I aging? <laughs> uh, I guess puberty's never going to happen oh, don't for worry you. About, oh. Don't worry about not aging. There's a portrait somewhere <laughs> that's getting old as shit right now somewhere. <laughs> Father, why is my destiny to be a head in a jar? <laughs> Father, why is my destiny simply to be a plot device? Because <laughs> you're black, honey. <laughs> you're black in a sci-fi movie. And now, look, I understand why what Mickey's doing. You know, he's, he's killing he's, a bunch of other killing a bunch of people agents. to keep his to, for the life of his daughter. However, I would hope that by the time we get to Roddenberry's future, people would say, you know what, the one life is not worth uh, but, all but, these dead people. But. They're the all whole. Section 31 agents. Yes, but not the people that are above them in the building that also gets blown up. I, they're all sec- they're only it's 42 people. I'm guessing it's all the Section 31 agents. And reflects. See, given what we see, learn of Section 31 in this and other stories, I think he's probably well, kind of thinks he deserves this. Even Roddenberry Star Trek, there are episodes of TNG where people make selfish decisions yeah, with their no. families it's, involved. It, it's usually, I'm not though, sure how he only kills 42 race. people with that blast, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah so that blast seems like it would kill that, more that's than 42. Wow. That's, that's, that's a film. You know, you'd, you'd be amazed. People are surprisingly resilient. All I'm saying is that was not just section <laughs> oh, here 31. Oh, block. Or sec, was section 13. It's a good thing he put that in ice because it needed to chill for exactly four seconds. Exactly. Well, hey, baby, <laughs> you want to go back to my place and maybe do some naughty stuff? Hey, hang oh, if you got a oh, tail. God though. damn it. Son of a. <laughs> Admiral Cockblock. Damn. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was going to have another tail threesome. <laughs> I know you better really... than, you, than you think I do. Yeah. A.K.A. you got a cell phone and I tracked your shit. <laughs> yeah. I just went to the only bar that had bitches with tails in it. I have an app on my communicator called Find My Friend. I have an app on my communicator that says Find Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Find My Fuck Up and it goes straight to you. <laughs> Wow. Oh I think you broke Brian. <laughs> Find my fuck oh, up. Hey, hey, do you remember that last movie when I saw you and with the tissues in your face? Yeah, that was the last movie. Find my fuck up. And hey, there's a blip right next to me. Oh, I see what it's doing. I see what it did. That ain't funny app. Oh, shit. I have to just start pointing out what, what's happening in each scene. Yeah. Hey, backstory, backstory, backstory. Now, for the camaraderie, camaraderie, I have, camaraderie, for, backstory, for, backstory. We're still homies, right? For my own you know, sanity. Because um, your dad knew me pretty good. <laughs> right. We was homies. 
For my own sanity for the first movie, uh, Star Trek Eleven, I tend to assume that Spock got with Pike and said, this man has a destiny, he needs to command the starship, here's some memories of the great things he will do, and that's why Pike has got such a hard-on for Kirk. Either that, or he's just in love. Um... I, 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 uh, I'm I going to about that. So do you think <laughs> yeah. the USS Bradbury was a reference to Ray Bradbury? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So uh, there's been a couple of Bradburys in TNG, as I recall, the, or DS9. So. The, but this what? is like his fourth chance. <laughs> if anybody deserves a 19th chance. <laughs> yeah. He did have a whole you year. Know what it is. It's those eyes. He did have a whole oh, year commanding got, the ship. He got caught in those blue eyes. <laughs> he got caught in those pine Kirk eyes. Mesmerizing yes. blue eyes. He, he commanded that ship for a whole year, and according He's, to the comics and video games, saved lots of lives and kicked a lot of ass around the f- galaxy. So, you know, he's yeah. earned some cred. I'm going to I'm gonna approach that like George Lucas and say, that's not canon. So I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> well, it was uh, written by... The, a lot, some of those comics were written by the same people who wrote this movie. Yeah, it still doesn't matter. <laughs> I have uh, to Lucas, you bitch. publicly. <laughs> But think, later on, I want you to cut my balls. Do so. you think Pike just occasionally points out his sideburns? <laughs> Look at my sideburns, bitch. Take your pants off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> These sideburns give me command in this oh, situation. Wow. Okay. So now look. The whole lobby is filled with asshole with phaser rifles. And yet, there's there's no sort of security once you get above the lobby. That's... And in, in a universe where we have starships that can beam people forty thousand kilometers, but nobody, nobody on the roof, like you, you know, nothing, nothing. Apparently, they have got, people on the we roof. Can, we can apparently teleport people light years. Actually, well, we hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah. So I, I was saving <laughs> it. Oh. I'm talking to the half human <laughs> that I shared a I'm bed racist. with. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Now is he playing the game, the guy from Star Trek Two, <laughs> or am I just basing that on the fact I, that they I were don't both th- black? No, <laughs> you're as probably. Far as I know he's not supposed. <laughs> to. Yeah, you're probably being racist. racist right now. I'm probably yeah. being cast racist way too right old now, yeah. if he's supposed to be Terrell. He's way too old to be Terrell. I'm going to miss you in our bed, <laughs> bro. So. Tell me he wasn't just giving uh, Spock doomy eyes. Those were (laughs) total doomy eyes. Why do you think your horror is so cranky? Because I'm Robocop. Who? No, that's just a girl with her hair in a bun. Oh, okay. Well, that's an alien. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I don't know. Robocop's in this movie. Yeah, I wasn't looking at who you were looking at. Robocop? Who is he? What does he stand for? You know what? If I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, sir. Okay, here's the obscure. Here's the obscure thing. That is Commander Chuck Motherfucking Taggart from Odyssey Five. If you get that, fist bump to you guys. <laughs> I, I don't. I I, I only I get, it. get it. I I know he was in it, but I've never seen it. But I know. Well, yes. Well, so you're not special. You don't deserve that fist bump. Nah, Anytime you see a round table with round lights hung directly above the ta- the s- table seatings, you know you're dealing with a corrupt organization in a film. Yeah, because that reminds me of the war room from Dr. Strangelove. Yep, Dr. Strangelove. So <laughs> it's, an, it's been an icon for that ever since. Hey, oh, so one and only person now, right? that realizes was that? what's going on <laughs> happens to be the protagonist of yeah. our movie. Well, Kirk was always supposed to be smart. It's just well, not very... No, but so, you know what? I'm just not going to pay attention to what you're saying. I got my own objective. He's playing with his phone. Hang on, hang on. Brian, Brian. So it is your assertion that 
the transwarp beaming device was developed by Section 13 under 31. the... Section 31. I just well, I, the, they were developed by the Dominion and then probably by the end of the Dominion. No, 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 no. Just in this, in this timeline. Oh, yeah. Section 31 got a hold of whatever they did on Regula and in Star Trek 11 and made some duplicates of it for their own personal uses. Cause so of course then, it's terribly useful. So then shouldn't Admiral Marcus know, he says we haven't detected any warp signatures. So we know he's close. Shouldn't he then know that he can beam off world? Yeah. But is Marcus going to want to explain all that to these people? So <laughs> if he's, if he's trying to hunt down the guy and maybe we never see how the end of this briefing goes, but yeah, uh, he he probably uh, I guess. Hey guys, just because he doesn't mention that there's red. a transporter, his room doesn't is mean he doesn't know about it. Red. Right it, about now, I think somebody who has a security badge yeah. this should feels, be doing something. So, this feels, I assume this room is getting mighty Stanley yeah. Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everybody look for an obelisk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, it's full of stars. So he just said we need an look, air defense Peter team. Weller. So obviously they have something that does shit in the air, or I something that defends yeah. from shit in the yeah. air. They should be here. I'm just, I assume the, uh, he stole their shuttle. That that's really the security improved. shuttle that's supposed to be guarding the building, and Khan just stole it. They are well, really improved at two oh nine. You gotta admit that in order to uh, have done this attack. You got to have really good intelligence, and it's all been correct, right? Yeah, they knew where Section Thirty One was. They knew where, when, and where the meeting was going to be. Right. He knew he works for Section Thirty One. He was their top agent for quite a while. He's like he knows NSA. all their stuff. He's listening to phone calls. Yeah, um, Kirk, did you take Phaser? Firing training, like can you hit a target? I don't. You just yeah, hit it a few I, times. I have, I'm gonna go analog on this bitch and use a fire hose. Because right. yeah. he, he was aiming at the engine, yesterday. but yeah. not actually hitting the intake for the yeah. engine. He saw Die Hard yesterday yeah. and the day before yeah. that, yeah, and the saw, day before that. He saw fact, Die Hard pretty a much, lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what fixes this problem? Fire hose. Fire hose <laughs> fixes all problems. <sighs> all right, we're gonna tie around a blaster rifle. <laughs> Is there anybody else with Forward a gun? Pass. Did they all die? What an amazing throw. Too bad you couldn't shoot in that. Yeah, <laughs> Too bad you couldn't have shot, like, you know, thrown a rock in oh, there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't worry. The it's not going to come out of the standard Kirk wall. problem, I never think through the consequences of my actions. <laughs> Ooh. That is one hearty fucking engine, I'll tell you that. Now I'm going to say this. In in this future, I like this you look. Would, sorry. No, that's fine. You would think there'd be a sensor that would say, hey, <laughs> there's what something the sucked into my engine. <laughs> I just throw that out there. Yeah. I just, you know. Hey, just keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. <laughs> I would say what what uh what Harrison just did right there. He just looked at Kirk and said, "I'm gonna fuck you later." <laughs> That's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, oh, here's where Spock mind waves him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, telepathically asked, "Do you want to be alone when you I, die or not?" <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear him do this. So this is all without his. That the look on his face. That is not a consent <laughs> face. <laughs> That he is looks uh, like he looks like Deanna Troy in half the episode uh, she'd start uh, in. Yes. She <laughs> yes. You do realize he did the same thing in the original 1960s Star Trek, right? Yeah, that's okay. not it's still not good. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not saying that this, this is, is consistent. I'm Spock not saying likes this to Mike mind rape uh, Pike when he can't talk. Yeah, I'm not saying this is this is the you know departing from the original thing. I'm just saying on its own standalone thing, that's fucked up. 
Now I will pulse rape you. Oh, is, too this loud. is where Kirk does his best Harry Potter impersonation because one of his father figures just died. You oh. notice how he's got the blue light on one side and the orange light on the other. Pretty much his only father figure, but yeah. Well, the only real one. That other one died like a bitch. Hey, you don't talk about Thor that way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Thor I know would have survived that shit. He would because yeah, he had Mew Mew. <laughs> <laughs> he would have flown into Nero's ship, and then he'd have thrown that fucking hammer and yeah. just held on for dear life. <laughs> uh, hey, Thor and the doctor from House he would have totally survived. I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? Emma, Emma from Once Upon a Time. Emma should have used her magic, and she could have saved Hell everybody. Yeah. So he's man. sitting here thinking, you know, if I hadn't been playing with my phone while they're in the meeting, I might have been able to stop all of this and get us out of this room. Why didn't you stop this, Siler? Yes. <laughs> no, no, Siler was Siler was listening. Is that is that good time oh. for those guys to show up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Turn your fucking siren off. We know. Let me let me tell you this: the whole concept of well, maybe he stole the one ship that was you know flying a patrol. There's not. There's never just <laughs> one that? ship flying a patrol. Oh, did you see that Terminator pose? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see his ass. So it's that not the count, first time. Apparently, these new transporters work best when kneeling. Spock does it in Star Trek Eleven. Oh, yeah, I thought about that Vulcan, too. Yeah. Spock likes to look GQ. Yeah. So you know, you didn't see him so. do the thing with his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the visual joke. Yeah. Well, that doesn't translate into the podcast. Here's what I want you to do for the for the for the title screen. You have to find a way to get Spock kneeling. Doing yeah. that pose. Now, people I'll complain that, that this movie is worse than Star Trek Eleven, but in Star Trek Eleven, we were able to find something outstandingly implausibly stupid in just about every single scene. Oh, yeah, no, no. Whereas we are sweeping through large swaths of the first act with, okay, uh, that's not so bad. I think so, we've pointed out some so. rather... Well, oh, no, yeah. there's some. No, no, no. Just, just not the quantity. He's <laughs> right. Er, er, I will I will say every scene except two, I can find a glaring plot hole in, yeah. in Star Trek Eleven. Yes. And I'll agree with that. You really have to work hard to love that movie. <laughs> of course you to, do. <laughs> so. um, and yet I find that I still like it more than I like this one. I don't uh, hate this movie, but I still like the last. I like. Uh, see, this one is an actual Star Trek movie. And here we're getting into the uh, reason. Wh one of the reasons why we're actually dealing with a little bit of social commentary. Uh, and and there's there's the the what it means to be human and the human condition with Spock learning that sometimes it's OK to break the rules. Kirk learning that it's not OK to just break the rules whenever you want. Uh, and Starfleet learning to try having to decide whether or not it wants to be a military or an exploration or agency. Um, so, so, so if he believes that all out war is inevitable, why can't Starfleet go after him? Go after who? That's a good point. It does bother me that this movie kind of pissed all over section 31 because I thought section 31 was a cool idea. It doesn't piss it, but it kind of destroys section 31 as like an afterthought. You mean because there won't be any more section 31 in the future? I mean, Presumably. Okay. Well. Well. Also, Section Thirty One is not for. I'm going to build a giant, you know, a giant, bigger, blacker mega enterprise. Warship. Yeah. Mega warship. They're they're you know they're in the background. Yeah. There's always plausible deniability they with all of their Section Thirty One was doing a hundred years earlier, <laughs> when Starfleet was a heck of a lot less PC. Well. <laughs> 
when it was less PC. Well, <laughs> compare TNG to uh, TOS, and you'll see that there's definitely a lot more of the touchy-feely New Age compassionism in TNG era than there is back in this more militaristic Starfleet of the 20th uh, Although, century. I will point out that I never noticed this before, but the bigger, blacker Enterprise is actually a model on his desk. Yep. Huh. Which some people have complained about, but given that the shape of a starship is determined by warp dynamic dynamics, that's just one of those model ships of here's some really a ship that would have really good warp dynamics. It doesn't say anything about the ship's capable of. I think that's also it's called a, foreshadowing. So I don't think it's an accident that that ship is there. Oh no, no, no! I, I didn't pick up on it. It's just. Because ship design shape is structured by warp speed capabilities and not by other functions, having it on the desk doesn't give away that you're building a warship. It just gives away that you're building a it, discuss, thinking about building a really fast ship. <laughs> why, actually, why would I have it be an faster? Answer. I haven't actually. I have an answer for why I like the last Star Trek more than this one, but it would be better told later. Okay. So now here's something that bugs me: Kirk is sick. McCoy, or something's off. McCoy keeps making a big deal about his bio readings in this scene, and in a couple of a few minutes from now, there'll be more talk about it, and then it drops out of the plot entirely. Is that just because he's grieving? Wouldn't McCoy be able to detect the what grief looks like it's in a human? To introduce McCoy. This is our <sighs> this is mechanic to introduce McCoy. Kirk is suddenly sick, just so McCoy can do some doctoring. Uh, are you surprised by that? He gets to resurrect the dead later in this film. There's plenty of doctoring to go around. Oh, oh we'll get to that. <laughs> There's plenty of doctoring in this movie. <laughs> yes, please. See, humor. So, uh, uh, I did like this uh. conversation between Kirk and Spock. I think it really highlights uh, what little depth, uh, sociological depth Ooh, there is to this story. Well, that's so. what I care about now. <laughs> Boobs. So... It's, um, it's to counteract Kirk's eyes. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we've got setting up our our futility of revenge theme here, both with Khan and and Kirk going after Khan. A little bit. So, um, and that yeah, that whole discussion I thought worked very well. I'm not sure they would have had it in a shuttle with other people, but yeah, that does seem like a breach of uh, you know. But I think that might there. just be Spock saying, "Fuck it, this is wrong. I'm going to say it out in public, and you can just deal with the consequences, Mister Kirk." I don't think that Spock would break the regulation. They've already gone to great lengths to show that Spock is really big on regulation. Yeah, but that was the point. Kirk actually calls uh, Spock's like uh, Kirk calls him on it. Oh, now you're going to follow the rules, you know? Now that you're going to quote regulations to me, they 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 do address that in the conversation. I do have a bit of a problem with scale sometimes, like that last shot where they showed like the back of the ship with it open and they're landing there. And I'm like, okay, but if that scale is right, then that ship is not much larger than the shuttlecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah. It, well, I mean, these ships, they can store 20 of those shuttlecraft in that section. So. I know, but basically that if that is the scale is right, the back there, yeah. then that ship is actually very small. Yeah. Now, I, well, I, these, sorry, go ahead. I do want to say I have a huge rant. My biggest problem with the movie, those fucking torpedoes. Yeah. They make absolutely no sense. Nope. Uh, it's like a big hole in the middle of my yummy donut of goodness. Um, 
Oh, much yeah. nicer engineering, not a brewery. Thank you. Yes. Um, I, uh, though you do get a bit of a brewery later, but yeah, there's more brewery. But yeah, no, the the torpedoes are a big plot. So so Khan somehow manages Khan's being forced to work for Section Thirty One because they're holding his crew hostage. But Khan manages to rescue his entire crew from Section Thirty One without them realizing it, at least not immediately. But then for some reason can't do anything with them except hide them all in the torpedo he torpedoes he's been building. And then nobody notices that he's removed the antimatter warhead from all these torpedoes and stuck bodies inside yeah, of them. It also, make any why sense. would you put the bodies there. Why would Khan put them there? Yeah, why would nobody notice that they are there? What does Admiral Forrest know that they're not being dead. moved and it was sent my, to a warship? It was my understanding that the warheads were in there and so Marcus put them in there. The, you said, you know, so what, there was just it, a whole bunch going, of extra space. In the torpedo, no, they, yeah. they do say it. later that there was something taken out, and it wasn't the warheads. Yeah. Yes. So, so he because Marcus says, I want Kirk to fly there, fire this thing in there, yeah. blow it up, so I get rid of this augment and Khan and start a war. That's <laughs> that's Marcus my. Marcus can kill the freaking augments anytime he wants. Just pow, 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 pow. It's all done. So he doesn't yes, need Kirk to shoot the augments. But he wants evil masterminding. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's twirling his. I, yeah. Muscle. See, I, I, I assume that, my, uh, that, that. Oh, I got to quit too. Oh yeah. Oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, the only person on this ship with integrity. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. No. Because no. Fox like this is wrong, but I'm gonna go ahead and help you out. Do it. But yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just saying this is wrong. Scotty's like, nah, fuck this. Not happening. Well, Spock sticks around long enough to fix Kirk. Well, also, uh, Scotty we just to gives up and walks away. To do in this movie. It's not giving up. Fucking That's sticking to your principles. No, well, what I mean, he's he gives up on the situation. He walks away from the situation, which is not a bad thing. And I don't blame Scotty for doing that. It just they responded different ways to the problem. So, I will um, give the writers this: they had. Scotty being like, like you said, having integrity, but it also opened up his character to be more than what he was for yes. a change. Yeah. Cause I think this is the most you've ever seen Scotty do, like ever. In a so, Star Trek movie, yes. He did carry his dead nephew up onto the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for no goddamn yeah, reason. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> I have to admit, I also love Look the Pine. Look at what you did. <laughs> the Pine Quinto Spock, Kirk Spock relationship is amazingly well done in both of these movies. I I really enjoy them sparring. I enjoy McCoy sparring. I wish there was more McCoy. Um, I feel like McCoy gets a little shafted just by not being in more of the sparring scenes, but okay. they do a brilliant job of that. Okay, one one second. So, um, what is Chekhov's normal duty? Uh, he, weapons he's navigator except when he's science officer and he's navigator except when he's weapons officer and he's navigator except when he's security officer so basically you don't know so he's so basically he's the navigator who so check off so, is the fill-in guy yeah so basically we went and told our navigator to become chief engineer yes because the there's nobody guys. else that works in engineering. Oh, to be fair, on Voyager, the helmsman becomes the nurse. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes that shit. No, happens. no, but he's not chief medical officer. He would have been if Great. Doc Holodeck hadn't have been on board. <laughs> Doc Holodeck. But in that, that it, is a neat effect, by the way. See, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like the warp engines leaving a trail of shit. Mm. Well, they changed the warp engine effect TNG in almost every movie. Well, so. yeah, exactly. And they they started doing it in. Uh, I noticed it the most in, um, uh, not insurrection. No, insurrection. 
they did that too with the warp engines where whenever it would fly, it would just kind of leave this fucking contrail behind it. And I'm like, well, that seems kind of silly to me. But anyway, whatever. Also, it implies a, a, a waste product. Yeah. I would also point out that while there is still too much lens flare and it's thrown around in a completely meaningless fashion, there is, there less. is less than there was in Star there Trek 11. There is substantially 11. less, yes. actually. But wait, yes, but wait, because there's a part where cinem- cinematography-wise, there shouldn't be any lens flare and it dominates the scene. So, so I gotta so, ask, does Starfleet just do a war on hair? Because there's a lot of bald people on this ship. <laughs> bald is beautiful, you asshole. <laughs> Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's happening, brother? <laughs> well, evolutionarily speaking, we lost all of our hair up until the tops of our head, and then it stopped, and we kept that hair. It's quite possible that for other aliens, the process continued. So <laughs> when this we is- saw, remember when we saw the founders of all humanoid species, they, they were, were bald. bald. Yeah, so that's a good that, point. That was the moment where Kirk showed at least a little bit more integrity yeah. and kind of went against, you know, the vengeance. Oh, yes, yes. Spock and you know. Kirk, and that I, I like that a lot again because that was a character building moment. Yes, I gave that to you. Yes. <laughs> I gave so, that. To nah, you. he was about to miss that opportunity, no, and no. I was like, I no. should point that out. <laughs> he does. Cha- Kirk does change his mind and say, "Spock, you know you're right," and I like that. I would have liked a little more of that in the film as we went on. Oh, look at the torpedoes we all love. Oh God! And it's like torpedoes. now they're traveling in a transwarp conduit instead so, of in like our regular warp. So like, she knows, right? No, I don't think she does. No, she doesn't know. She knows that the torpedoes are like she section finds out 31. when they're on the planet. She finds out yeah, when they're yeah. on the planet. Yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't there's... know that there are people in the torpedoes. Which yeah. is strange because now that not only are there people in there, but they're invisible to all the sensing mechanisms well, she's using. Well, they, they she said actually that, does. Yeah, the scene where he, I think this scene, she ex- explains why she's there and it's to find out what's about those missiles because they were built in secret. Yeah. But Scotty complained about it. He's like, they're bringing these things on and they're shielded. I can't scan inside of them to see what's in mm. there. So I don't know what's in there. I'm not signing off. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, that was unexpected. It, oops. Admittedly. When I rewatched it, the whole thing with the engines going out, everything that happened to the warp drive, I actually thought was a nice plot. It kind of seemed stupid, and I hated it when I first saw uh, it, but when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, okay, actually, that yeah. was actually well plotted. Yeah. It makes it look like, oh, Chekhov can't be the engineer, but we later learned, no, Section 31's dick their engines. Yeah, that would have happened even if Scotty was yeah. there. And that Chekhov actually is doing a pretty good job by getting the engines back online when he wasn't supposed to be able to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I saw it a second time, I was like, okay, that doesn't irritate me as yeah. much as it did the first and time. And it's, that's the same sort of shenanigans that I think Khan used to get a uh, attack at Starfleet. Just sw- uses special codes to switch off the defense systems. Codes that only Section 31 has. Oh, yeah, I like this, this line. Uh, he says something about metaphors here coming up that I loved. All right. I might have actually missed the metaphor. Uh, I think you did. Uh, well, actually, no, I think they were talking about whether or not uh, they should go down to the planet with Uhuru and Spock. Oh, yeah, here we yeah. go. Here we go. love that because no, no, both is known for metaphors yeah <laughs> i mean that's one of the things i do love i mean the the acting that? is that was an actual pimp walk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the acting is great 
the uh though he was cap they he had the con in star trek 11 but anyway uh i love the, the acting is great the characters are great the um the there's this huge sense of fun about this movie and there was about 11 so the line that he just said uh the shuttles the are incident. still being repaired for the mud incident. Is that a reference to a Star Trek episode? They did do yeah. a comic book that explained what happened in in to to when they ran into Harry Mud, uh, Harry yeah. Mud's daughter. Actually, it turns out to be, and they because steal Harry, Harry Mud Mudd's... was the one with the tribbles, right? You no, that was Cyrano Jones, but that a very similar fair. type character. Mud okay. showed up in two other episodes, one uh, and one cartoon episode. So also beautiful. Does this make sense? Is the plan is the moon colliding with the planet? I assume it's it's still no. in orbit it but falling stable. apart, but it is an unclear visualization. <laughs> well, it could have recently happened. I mean that that changing is on the time scale of like thousands of years. Yeah. So. Oh, I love this. Acting captain, you dick. <laughs> this is not when you're trying to be intimidating. I know, you know, I know. He said unleash. The, the Those con- are man words. <laughs> man words. Prepare the conpedos. <laughs> Obliteration. Another man word. <laughs> because I'm a pimp. Also, remind me never to be on one of your shows because they tend to get canceled. Oh, <laughs> damn! <laughs> hey, it's kind of true. Both of them had shows last season that got canceled. <laughs> you know oh, what, there's this, some character development for you. Thank you, thank you. There's what? some character development for you. Yes, yeah. She In the nature of a into irresponsible child. Yeah. In the J.J. Uh, Abrams type nature. There, there's always action going on. So by definition, the character development scenes have to happen while you're going someplace and doing something. This JJ scripts just don't stop and have people sit down for dinner. So I'm not. This is you know this is as good a place as any. No, to put it's really it. not. It's really not. There's a time like when they're on the ship and they're both maybe going to the bridge. That would be the time. Those turbo lift turbo rides lift? take like three yeah. seconds. Yeah. Well. Or, or they're walking along the length of the ship. I mean, hey, if TNG can do it with exactly. their turbo lift scenes, then they can do it. Well, that's because Roddenberry said that the length of a turbo lift ride will always be the time to have one good conversation. JJ ignored hey, that well, and made the turbo you know lift actually done turbo. Was just not have that conversation at all. I'd have been good uh, with this that. This is one of my favorite com- parts of the film. So I like this conversation. Spock has to deal with his whole survivor guilt. The fact that he's uh, he's not wanting to he's Choosing this path of uh, locking everyone out um, and making them subordinate to his own logic because he doesn't want to feel the grief he's got inside. Um, I'm talking about uh, Uhura. What? Well, you know, yeah. This this is all well and good. Him exploring her his feelings, them working their shit out. That's all well and good. Not, however, when we're on a mission 
in enemy space that could start a war with a completely hostile entity, and we're trying to yeah. find a guy to murder. Yeah, because that's totally what you want on your mind right now. Yeah, right. this is this is the professionalism. I got a job to do. Is you know what? There are you lots take of... you take your feelings, you ball that shit up real tight, and then oh. you swallow it. Oh, until this... it's time to go home. Is this where the pirates of the Klingon nation <laughs> show up? Now, why why do you figure that the Klingons the, never invented Klingon piracy Reavers. again? I, I I heard that in the podcast why what makes you think it's Klingons that, didn't discover piracy? I have no problem with them inventing piracy I have an issue with why did the Klingons look like pirates in this movie why not why, why would Klingon pirates look like our pirates well I, why why what is <laughs> and also what is about uh the Romulan ship showing back up in time that would alter the Klingons to look like this what, what? Why would the Klingons look eh, so wild? The Klingons <laughs> never look the what, same. What is it that What is it they changed about the look of the Klingons? Oh, let's wait till they show up. Because they the look like a weird Klingon Ferengi merger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go. I want to look up. Uh, let me look up Christopher Lloyd as a Klingon, and then we'll compare him <laughs> yeah. to, to this guy when he gets off the ship. <laughs> yeah. Visual reference, folks. Look at the visual <laughs> reference. I did think this was kind of cool. All right. Well, of course, it's an action sequence. That's the, what uh, interestingly, the be. design for both Mud Ship and Con Shuttle that he used to attack the building were both done by the original uh, designer of Star Trek back in the 60s. Uh, they were sketches for shuttles. They one, Some of the shuttles were used in the cartoon series, and some were just never built or used. But they were actual sketches for that they followed loosely for these new ships. You yeah, know what this reminds work. me of? Well, this reminds me of batteries not included. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. Good catch. So, okay. All right, Brian. My beef is it that they're pirate. You're assuming that they actually are pirates. Well, okay, my they, comment was they look like pirates. Why can't a Klingon dress with rings in their skin? It's not why a matter are... of why can't they. Why can't? Why do they? Why do, why do, they, they why never do our them. pirates put rings in their noses and but, ears? Uh, why would they? If they've never shown that before, why would it suddenly be showing up in this movie? Because okay. we're in a part of Kronos we've never been before. They dress differently here. Yeah, to be fair. Regional differences. The, the, yeah, there could be cultural differences. The, these could be these could be the fuck-ups that they don't let go into space. <laughs> Probably. Why is that? Because you've got right. rings all through your shit. Right. Yeah. When, You're in when, a bad when, neighborhood on Kronos. Get, yeah. When is, we get to the scene where the guy comp- takes his face off, the rings were the least of my issues. No, no, no. <laughs> this, is, this is the Compton of Kronos. Yeah. This is all fucked up. Yeah, this is Detroit. Kronos, oh, Detroit. Hey, no, no, no. It did have RoboCop. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's pretty fair, right? Brian, it can't be Detroit. Most of those buildings like are still standing. I like how she just leaves the door open while, <laughs> while we're landing. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Captain, you've decided to land us in the toxic toxic waste dump. Oh, did she do her little? Did she do her little girl power thing? Like, yeah. I'm here, yeah. and you brought me here to do the things. Oh, I missed it. Oh, yeah. okay, but that's a valid point. <laughs> um, apparently, the extended scene actually allows her to do some girl power stuff, but they decided we don't need her to have any character development. Cut that stuff out. It just seemed a bit melodramatic, is all, when she did it. Like, I get, I get that's why she's there because she can actually. Even though apparently having Nero showed up taught this Uhura to learn Klingon where the original series Uhura didn't, but whatever. Oh, yeah. We are bringing yes. Yes. linens and things. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that Uhura wouldn't know how to speak Klingon in Star Trek Six was actually something I had a bit of a problem with, so... Yeah, actually, I always had a bit yeah. of a problem with that, too. Well, you know what? Whether it sucked or not is irrelevant. 
It's the like question is: a linguist on your ship during the Cold War, and not know how to speak Russian. The the, <laughs> the question is: Why would the change in the timeline affect that? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Why would changing the timeline have some of these? This her is clearly much smarter, cooler. Is banging Spock? Uh, something happened in her life clearly that made her game like go it, up isn't all an the way. So my beef is: uh, What's yeah, like bridges there's don't what, look like it's the a redesign. Yeah. There's it's all redesigned. these extra shit that's just not normally there. <laughs> like his ears look completely different. They look uh, like Vulcan ears. <laughs> and it's not like we're talking, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of years difference. Yeah. He has like Vulcan yeah. ears. His nose is more like a Ferengi's nose. What the fuck? <laughs> well, sometimes the they put makeup on. Doesn't change uh, that. Morph had although, makeup on his nose. Although to be fair. The Klingon design has never looked the same from movie to movie. Yeah, there's a so, huge genetic range. They don't in usually there. have elf And ears. these guys are into facial alteration to boot, so, you know, they might have cut their ears. Uhura, you have it. no honor because you stabbed him in his dick. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, that Brian, was a dick but damn. I, I, I don't she's, think she's worried about Klingon honor issues. Well, so. you, you know what? You should be because you're on Chrono. Hold up. So, what I always love about this scene is everyone else is running around and fucking john harrison is up there like michael jackson at a rock concert kicking mm. everyone's ass from one spot yeah yeah because he's a motherfucking con <laughs> have you have you never played a first person shooter you yeah. can do that if you're badass enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I, I i've completely done this like several times <laughs> Everyone else is running around trying to say this. He's just standing out in the open. <laughs> I, I love how they had to out, out batleth the batleth. Well, this is the expendables of the Star Trek. So, you know. The losers. Yeah, the losers. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Denny when you need him? All the losers. That is Much kind better of a nice. comic book, by the way. Yeah. Oh. I tend to assume that Kronos is in such bad shape because the Romulans came after it because the Ro- Nero souped up the Romulans, but that's just a, my own personal but here's pet a, theory. If the Romulan, if Nero souped up the Romulans, yeah. then they really shouldn't be any Klingons. Uh, the, did you see what happened to their moon? That's yeah. A fair point. <laughs> did you see what Nero's cargo ship did to the entire Federation fleet? Yeah. That's one ship. So if he really wanted to soup them up, I'm pretty sure two or three Romulan warbirds could take out whatever was defending the planet. So they should all be dead or enslaved. Yeah, or well, we, but at this point in history, the Romulans are very concerned with something. We never learn what, but then they come back in Balance of Terror, which has yet to happen. So there's some big thing going on in Romulan space right now that's keeping all the Romulans very distracted. Though they're probably quite happy to have Nero's tech. Which Nero so. probably Dude, Sherlock is a badass. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course he is. That's strange because I have 72 relatives that are. (gasps) Son of a bitch! Maybe those are the torpedoes that I stupidly put everyone I love inside of. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think he put them inside there, but I don't. No, it's he unclear. actually says. Does he say that? in the movie? Okay. He says I All put right. them in there. All right, <laughs> it's yeah. The torpedoes just a black hole of plots. Yeah, it doesn't make. I, I, I also tried to make that. Well, maybe he didn't know. Yeah. There's a line where okay. he says I <laughs> put them in there. <laughs> it's just yeah. But first, let me show you that my penis is small. Yeah. Small penis, small penis. So, 
Khan is uh, having revenge for having had all his people killed. And now he's just learned that all of his people are still alive. One and a half inches. So blowing up that Section 31 base and shooting up all those admirals was kind of a waste. One inch. Well. Half inch. He, it, he acknowledges <laughs> that yeah. you know, later on. Well, hey, yeah, it's just I, another uh, case of futility of revenge. And here's Kirk, as uh, Patrick pointed out uh, before we started recording, demonstrating the futility of revenge yet again. You seem tired. <laughs> you, you want to take a break? I haven't made this point clear. I am superior. Yes. <laughs> I was glad they kept yeah, that. This part. is one of those Superman moments where I can't. I can't yeah. help relating. You know, he's got the cuffs on. He's like, "Yeah, okay, you can cuff me yeah. if it makes you feel better." <laughs> I still whoop your ass if it came down to so it. Exactly. Who in like, your? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. In your mind. God who, damn! Look at all that fucking lens yeah, flare okay, shit. Yeah. That was unnecessary. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was blinded, (laughs) and it somehow affected my hearing. (laughs) Sorry, Brian, go ahead. Who's the villain of this movie? Marcus or Kirk? I would say Admiral Marcus. Well, both. Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not, I mean, it it starts out as Marcus, and it kind of is until Marcus dies, and then Khan kind of picks up from there. So That's true. But Khan really isn't the villain until around the time Marcus dies. I would say Marcus is still the villain, and his, his villainy... Is still there even okay. after he died. All right, because I thought because a- Khan wouldn't have done the things he was yeah. doing if Marcus hadn't affected. Why? Well, but why it- do they put the prison in the beautiful part of the ship? Why don't they put this down in the brewery? Uh, ev- uh, because because where all the important wires are. They don't want prisoner also, getting out this and plugging something. It's not even well, TNG, so this cuff shit that he's yeah. doing well, here. Do hey, this I, need to do, I need to check your blood pressure. Yeah, you know why? Because they realize that's how people grab your arm and then pull it inside like a fucking bear. Uh, oh, they do that. The Hannibal right. Lecter effect. Yes. Yes. We like it. just gets yanked ass yeah. first through that yeah, knot hole. exactly. <laughs> Look who just got extruded through the fucking bars of this thing. You know, Walk it a, off. Why don't we just put a force field there? Yeah. How about we just do that? That's That's good. Oh, here it comes. Oh, wait, is it now? It's not now, is it? There's one of many con speeches. Okay. But this is the time where he says his name. It's not this time. Okay. No, it's not this time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, if you go back there, he's probably just going to fuck with you. What are you? Yeah. Chicken? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody calls me chicken. (laughs) I did like that the characters are smart enough. Even Kirk knows that this guy's got an agenda. But Kirk's got to struggle. He can't past his own eyebrows? No. no. Kirk's yeah, got to sit here and say, well, he's credit. got his own agenda, but I kind of, I might need what he need, need to know what he needs to know. You are so. a criminal. And, and this is the sad so, part yeah. where Benedict Cumberbatch out acts Chris Pine. Why is that sad? Well, I just, he's, Kirk's supposed to be the hero of the show, but... I guess Shatner could hold, stand his own against Montablon. Pine cannot stand up to the Cumberbatch. So he's trying. He's trying. But I, I think that uh, you know it's it's out of character. It's kind of hard to outact Cumberbatch. Oh, no, I mean, no. let's be real. But no, here's the thing: no. Harrison is just being smooth. He is just being overrun with rage. So yeah, I could see how. He's kind of, you know, Kirk looks unhinged, whereas Harrison is just chilling. He's like, whatever. Yeah. I got my, I got, I got this all laid out. It's, it's out of character for Kirk to allow, allow this guy to live. 
because he's willing to break the prime directive and break the rules for his own selfish gains. Yeah. I mean, consistently. Well, yeah. Yeah. And he hates this guy. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't even hold Starfleet in that much regard to say, well, justice will be served if I just bring you in. Well, actually, Starfleet told him to kill him. So, so actually, he's breaking, he's, he's breaking orders again. By yeah, bringing but him it doesn't back make alive. any sense. No, I know. So, breaking orders because Spock is this the same except he's a contrarian from uh, the world's end. Yeah, exactly. All those, all those people in there, aliens. And by the way, we're also playing a song that's really old. I mean, yeah. this, is, this would be like you walk into a, yeah. a club and they they're playing Bach. It's older <laughs> than that. Way older than that. Yeah. You got Holy people shit. slamming rocks together. Okay, it's not that. It hasn't been that. It's only been uh, three hundred years. Yeah, yeah twenty-two fifty something. Two hundred. Yeah, it's like two hundred seventy years at this point. No, I think it's three hundred something. I think this would be what. No, this is twenty-two, like twenty-two ninety something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll round it uh, up. Let's say three hundred. And, and for those who are wondering, I'm sure the communicator is just hooked through the ship's communication system like a cell phone network. It's they've got a cell tower in the <laughs> no, Enterprise. They have, Brian, they have trunk Brian, communicators. No, no. Brian, what happened is the doctor came and he did the little sonic on the communicator. Now he can call any any point in time and space. So <laughs> He's I, still upset about not saving Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a roaming plan on the communicator. You want to know why? Because Martha has given him nothing but shit since Mickey blew his ass up. <laughs> not Rose, though, because she moved on past that. Rose day. is fucking his clone, so she's like, whatever. <laughs> I'm all good. So. Now, again, Kirk has to admit that he's wrong and he screwed up. <laughs> oh, he attacked. That'd have been good. <laughs> what is up with that shirt? This is what he, you he's make. A I have to admit, I love he's the keep his, his balls covered at all times. <laughs> I love Keenser. He's great. <laughs> Wait, that character has a name? Keenser? Yeah. yeah, the little short alien. Yeah, he's Keenser. Kenser, Kenser, well, it's Kenser a, or something it's like a that. Genius move to have him open one of the torpedoes, right? Oh yeah, because this is what uh, Scotty. Oh, Scotty, was yeah, bitching, bitching about. about. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so I think there's a scene coming up that actually it tells you what they took out, and it no, wasn't okay. the warhead. All right, I, yeah, I can't remember. Besides, <laughs> oh, lens flare. Did you see all that? Well, yeah, it's all over. It's I'm all over. The there's scene. none. <laughs> Whenever you're on less. the bridge, you get a shit ton of lens. Why are those lights that bright? Because <laughs> it's an Apple store. <laughs> and again, we clearly see <laughs> Spock has learned, uh, learned that it's you know Spock's learned a lesson that okay maybe I can keep my mouth shut from time to time and that I can bend the rules from time to time. So, wow, she's oh, sort yeah. of like the squirrel from over the hedge. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think this is when uh, the movie becomes a, uh, an episode of an HBO show. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> it's Star Trek After Dark. I mean, Raise yourself for Skinamax. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> this is uh, the nudity is 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 uh, Kronos. <laughs> you know what? All that nudity sets the stage for the world that you're in. This is just generally. Oh yeah. We take our clothes off here. Why? No reason. Well, that is the way Roddenberry wanted TNG to be, but then Kirk's odd reaction kind of breaks the whole thing that Roddenberry was trying to do with it. Well, my beef with her in this scene is not that she's taking it off, 
But the fact that there's never an explanation given for why this scene needed to happen. Yeah. She didn't have yeah. to. It's totally like there's gratuitous. No, there's really. I mean, I, there I, was no reason for no. that. If it's I'm changing yeah. to the thing later, she could have done that after he left. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, you know what? It's a lot easier for me to buy all the gratuitous uh, half naked scenes in Enterprise because at least they're like, yeah. well, the reason is we got to rub this gel on you to decontaminate you from all the shit <laughs> on the surface. So, you know, this is something that happens, so yeah, we'll yep. just we'll film it. Now, there was a scene where Khan gets naked and takes a shower in his cell. And you get to see the Cumber Khan chest and pecs. But they cut it the because Cumber they decided Con? <laughs> Okay, all right. Cumber Khan? The Cumber Con. I thought you I thought you were going Cumber Cock and yeah. I was like, that's why, Brian. Nobody why? wants to see well, he calls it the Cumber Badge. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, all of all of our females and all our female listeners, all three of them, are like, "I I watched the Cumbercock." Well, if you check mm-hmm. out the deleted scenes, there's a uh, the con in the show. Is clean, your so, but it was decided that that would make the villain undignified if they showed him shirtless. So uh-huh. it was cut. So this is the but le- where- making Carol Marcus look undignified. Fuck that noise. That's what we do to women. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, that's what that's so- what you deserve. So she just so, said that the warheads are alive. So okay. the de- warheads are definitely there. Okay. Yes. How did they get this thing out of to- or out of the shuttlecraft? Did I assume they, beam they beamed, the sh- beamed the torpedo down and flew the shuttle down. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah, they probably beamed it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything you want to do with a volatile weapon is to beam that shit. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be armed yet. She just said it was. It alive. was. Yeah. Well, right. But it shouldn't be. You don't put armed... You don't put armed torpedoes with a booby trap. With a <laughs> well, you're not supposed to put your arm in it when it's in the torpedo tube. Yeah, just beam his arm off. He'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. He would be disarmed. Give him some Anyone? triple blood. He'll grow a new arm. If we can't disarm the missile, we're going to disarm the McCoy. Oh, look at all this unnecessary drama. And this is where mm-hmm. she pulls a Kirk. Just shake it out. Solves the problem. And, and wait, also and it did magically opens wait, wait. up the thing. So yeah. I can just rip shit out of the armed torpedo hey, and just shut yeah. down. Hey, that's the that's, best way that's to the make a lock. Yeah. <laughs> that's all your uh, most effective if you recall, locks are just rip the shit out and then it pops open. Well, I'll, I will just point out to Michael that in Lethal Weapon, they cut the wrong wire and it blew up a building. Yeah. <laughs> so that isn't actually the Lethal so Weapon. This method. is where you find out that that's where everybody finds out yeah. what's inside. Is that this Robin is... Williams? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Coordinates 23174611. Jupiter. That you may my... also know it as Jupiter. Okay. <laughs> Jupiter. Now that's beautiful. Jupiter. That is that beautiful. Is beautiful yeah. Yeah. Except for all that lens, lens flare. Piss me off. That would make an awesome screensaver. I'm not going to lie. Huh. Where? What is that? I guess that would have to be the sun. What? Making all that light? Yeah, it's making all the light that we get the lens flare from. I don't know. I don't don't know how bright the sun is. I don't think it's that that bright at that distance, actually. I don't. The planets are, and and even the Enterprise herself is always overlit in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not usually overlighting it to the point of lens flare, but. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So. Windows. It's transparent aluminum, sir. Uh huh. Which actually, I think I read. I read uh, an article about how they were able to make some me- metal functionally transparent. So it's like they're getting there. Yeah. 
Like it's actually is a impressive. Thing. I don't think it's yeah. aluminum, but it was something. Yeah. I remember reading it and going, huh, that's that same shit from strength? Star Trek. Yeah. Which is impressive. Well, that's part of the thing you got to work on. It's not as <laughs> yeah. strong as this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm just going to join in in this party. That's yeah. fine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume how unidentified there's, well, shuttle. There's, yeah. there's there's no security on no. this. No, it's only a military wing and a yeah. private <laughs> of a private a secure warship yeah. uh, like that we created. He hacked their network yeah. before he. Flew oh wait, hold in. on. The fuel container was removed. Yeah. Okay. So that's fuel. What she said. So 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 if the they fired it, it's it's it would go bloop and just sit out in front of the ship. Well, it would be tor- because of the no, nature some, of a torpedo. It'd have, it'd have some momentum. But yeah, it would never get to Kronos. It never would have killed Khan. It, it wouldn't be able to orient itself either. It'd no, just be, it would, it like, yeah, it would just, just slowly spinning. Yep. It hey, shot we out. all said that the torpedoes are the, the black hole of plot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is. Well, they they make, okay, so, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, this is the so scene angry. of all the exposition of the movie, basically. Dumbass. <laughs> Why do you think I told you to look, fuckface? I don't know. Why the hell did you do death. that? That's the question we wanted. <laughs> what? The 90s. What's well, the 90s? Yeah, it is the 90s. You did try to kill me. So... <laughs> That's right. Occupy yeah. Wall Street? Is you that were what a giant asshole. Yeah, exactly. You hey. tried to conquer over some shit. <laughs> he tried to take over. He took over most of Asia and Europe at one point. Right. As I recall. Now, interestingly, apparently the early draft of the script, they wrote the script, a uh, rough draft, the rough outline, and then decided, do we want to turn John Harrison into Khan? Earlier drafts, he was actually just a rogue Starfleet agent, which is why it feels like the Khan thing is sort of tacked on. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's absolutely... My biggest beef, I can go ahead and say it now, my biggest beef with this movie is how derivative it is of Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. I feel like... This movie's all about, hey guys, did you guys like Star Trek 2? Well, here's another movie that's not exactly Star Trek 2, but we reference it so goddamn much that unless you saw that movie... It's a remake of 2. How is it not? I mean, it is. See, I don't see it as a remake of 2 at all. I see it as its its own movie with a bunch of con references stuffed in after the fact. It's a reboot of 2. I don't actually think it's a reboot or a remake. I think it's different enough that it's not a reboot or a remake, but it's so derivative of fucking Star Trek Is this like a remix? Is this the DJ JJ remix? I would actually say remix is a better way of putting it. It is. It's a DJ JJ remix. Yes. It's, it's, it's Star this, Trek 2 mashup with J.J. Lensflare Apocalypse. But up until this point, it wasn't. It's only from this point on uh, that it basically know, well, becomes a so, remix. So they, this is the drop yeah. then. Yeah. So. This is where he drops the, the, drops the needle. Now, <laughs> start SD2. I will say something. It doesn't bother me. But they basically wrote this movie so that the only way you could be emotionally involved and understand what's going on and what you should care about is if you're a Trekkie. If you know who Khan is. That's the point that I'm making. Yes. The film is so derivative of Star Mm -hmm. Trek 2 that if you haven't seen Star Trek 2, you don't really get anything out of this movie. And so (laughs) I have 
watch Star Trek, so I enjoyed it. It worked for me. But right. as far as something you're billing to the masses, yeah. this seems like a very poorly constructed film. My fucking point yes. exactly. Yes. yes. That's yes. why I have that's my beef with this movie. Oh, see, see, I am a Trekkie, so if they want to spend a hundred hundred and fifty million dollars, two hundred million dollars on me, go for it. <laughs> It's like season five, four of Enterprise. It makes no sense if you aren't a Trekkie, but <laughs> it's great fun if you are. <laughs> I think it makes sense if you're not a Trekkie. Well, I mean, th- I kind of a sense, but the, the emotional impact is not there. I'm <laughs> sure he's fucking acting going on right oh, here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know what to do, so I'm going to sit here. He stone was pinching face. his leg that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Elemental question. I right would like- not fuck a midget pony in my family. <laughs> I love those fuckers. Are you kidding? That's, that's where I draw the line. Like, uh, he was like- fucking basically two midget ponies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was getting some tail. That was completely different. <laughs> it's completely different. Yes. yes. Right, here we go. Here we go. So that was the non-reaction to Khan that everybody basically said, oh, oh, the Khan. No, he actually doesn't react to oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this con is not nearly as intimidating or scary as Monteblanc con, but I think he's more interesting. He's trying to save his family, and he was on this big revenge kick until the moment he Oof. knew his family was still alive. Is that because his shirt's uh, not open? Monteblanc con. And you don't con, see his man moves? And then the moment he learns that his family is alive, he changes his tact completely and starts trying to do whatever he can to get his hands on them. Monteblanc con was... I'm sorry. That con was... <laughs> Uh, he was crazy. Yes, he was crazy yeah. and far well, more unpredictable. Are yes. we talking Spacey Con or Star Trek Two Con? Because they give you a good reason for why he's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, Star no, Trek no. Two. There's nothing wrong with the way his performance is. I just think this Con is more interesting. You sit here wondering what this Con is thinking. The Monteblanc Con, you're like, oh my god, run, Kirk, run, Kirk. <laughs> But for well, good you know reason, his ass something. was left so, on a dead fucking world oh, yeah, for like, yeah. what, 20 years, was it? Uh, a long time. 18, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I, both of them are well-motivated, and they're both very fun to watch on screen, I just think, for v- different reasons. Yeah, Montalban had that, uh, them pecs. It's the man boobs. Yeah, it was yeah. all... It was all... All his intimidation was in the man boobs. Hey, <laughs> also, if you watch the deleted scenes... Cumberbatch is not bad. He worked out for this movie. <laughs> well, because he thought much. he was going to have to do man boobs. Yeah, I know. But he you know what? He didn't work out like... I uh, just love that reaction. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you talk to him. <laughs> yeah. and see, here's a real asshole. I'm going to kill a whole bunch of my own people just because they know too much. I'll say that he is acting in this movie. Robo Weller? Cop. Yeah. Nope. He delivers the goods. Some people, I've heard several people say they li- thought he was more interesting than Khan. I don't know if I'd go that far. I would. I would but, actually say I want Marcus is more, in- more interesting than Khan in this movie. Okay. But given that he's supposed to be the lead villain, the fact that he's more interesting is perfectly justified. Yeah. I think it was gutsy for them to put Khan in the movie and not make him the lead villain. But <laughs> This is a dumb uh, justification. See, there you go. So he knew that they were in the torpedoes when he gave yeah, it to Yeah, he didn't him. flinch at that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, just stupid. <laughs> He's a peacekeeper. Oh shit! Crossover time. What? Fucking Farscape. You know what? <laughs> just turn the heat up. He'll be dead. <laughs> it does solve that problem. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Doesn't son. seem like you're asking. He forgot to say son at the end of that. <laughs> nope, right oh, there. you got it in there. <laughs> hey, you don't get to do that tone without saying yeah. son. Yeah. son. Lower your shields and surrender your ship. I also like that Marcus is the one who got Pike in Starfleet, so that there's kind of this hierarchy of father figures going back and adds a little something to chew on while you're covering the eyes from the lens flare. Um, so, uh, can I have a moment to monologue? No. Well, I want to be. I want to be ready when that when the one unnecessary lens flare shows up. Oh, <laughs> the one. There's one that because they're, they're, they're all unnecessary. No, no, no. They're trying to set a mood, and having this big giant glaring lens flare <laughs> fucks that whole mood up. All right. So as a as a cinematographer, as somebody fucked up. So. Well, there's that right there. Look at this. Space debris. Somebody's getting cancer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's why they're shutting down that warp five rule in TNG. I don't know yeah, because all that cancer they've been dropping is, everywhere. Yeah. Just spewing, spewing warp cancer. And why don't man? I know, got warp cancer. Is that what that little girl had at the beginning of the movie? Does she have warp cancer? Why? It seems like they're being awfully cavalier with him cut loose in the Enterprise. When they saw what he did to a whole fucking three shiploads of Klingons. What do you mean, cut loose? Oh, here, here it comes. What? what who's cut loose? Uh, Khan. Khan. He's still in the brig. Uh, wow. I think he was in med bay. We yeah, they he took him to the med bay. Okay. Well, because oh, they think he's working else? for us now. Or is he's it, working with oh, us. Oh, all right. I'm is anybody else flashing on Babylon 5 right now? Uh, yep. really. That's uh, like a shitload shit. of damage. Space yeah. There goes all those lives, Kirk. There goes Remember all those lives, lives you were bragging about yeah. and ever losing? Well, yeah. you just lost a shit ton of them right there. Um, I'm not. That's not how that works. But okay, it's that's so cool. out of, just, a, of a warp tube. Yeah, did he just yeah. break out of a, a warp wall? Yeah, it, it pushed him out of in the, Farscape. That means he would. He just did a fucking <laughs> warp. Yeah, wormhole. he went through a wormhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, see. Apparently, J.J. Abrams was watching Finding Nemo, and he was looking at that ocean current, <laughs> and he's like, that's how warp must work. Everybody's flying. You just swim out of it, and you go back well, to regular speed. Patrick, the, the, warps, the special effects for warp drive have always been fucked, so I, I've just... I what do you mean the are, special effects? The warp, special effects. I do love that they come out of, out of warp right on top of the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love, we're exactly 23... Was it 233,000 miles from the moon? Oh, isn't that nice that that's the exact distance of the... Uh, for where the moon is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it varies. The moon and has a know. slightly elliptical orbit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Right there. She's like, but father, I love you. This big fucking lens flare. Like, Out right. Out of nowhere. It yeah. right covers her face up. Uh, there was a really and bad moment of acting. Yet. He had, JJ was trying to cover up the bad acting. See that? Right there. She's crying. And I'm yeah. laughing my ass off when I'm watching this the, in the theater. Yep. So I'm like, I can't even see this woman. I can't believe when she was giving this speech that she didn't see the inevitable response yeah uh you are aware of transporters so what the fuck she grew up in a society where beaming somebody without their permission never happens Uh, i'm not sure i want to well i don't know he could be be beaming her into space that's that's dangerous he's grabbing people i don't think you don't care about I i don't think their transporters work as well here as they do in tng where you can just grab somebody and get become part of that matter stream so then he's yeah, got nothing yeah, to lose. They are older transports. Uh, he can have his arm beamed off. So that ain't much. 
Um, super blood go right back. I mean, like if it if it was his dick, because it's like a micro penis <laughs> after he punched on Harrison and nothing happened. As a a, a quick spiel here, um, Nero is stuck. You know, falls back into time. He's got the super advanced ship with no doubt piles of information stored on its central computer, and he's got nothing to do for twenty years while he's wait or so so while he's waiting for Spock to show up so he can blow up Falcon in front of Circle it. Circle jerk. So. And he knows Romulus in this new timeline is going to be blown up in a hundred years, 150 years. I assume he went to the Romulans and said, here, here's a bunch of science. Here's when you're that. Here's the star that's going to blow up and kill you, kill your home world. You've got 150 years. Go. So, um, why wouldn't he? So then Spock is like, old Spock is going to be like, well, hell, now the Romulans have all this super tech. We got to do like in that private, uh, what is private little war episode of the original series where we have to augment both sides with equal technological sophistication to ensure the balance of power. So Spock then get, has to give Starfleet all this super tech, um, including transwarp, uh, transwarp beaming. Um, so now Starfleet Scotty! is Starfleet then uses the new super tech that Spock gives them to build this big-ass ship that's about the size of Picard's Enterprise, and the tech comes from Picard's era. Doesn't that look like a familiar ring? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What? They're that looks like the ring that Mickey had. They're the graduation Starfleet graduation rings. They all wear them, or almost everybody does. You can buy them online, too. Uh, uh, so... Spock augments Starfleet with all the tech they're going to need to stand against the Romulans. W- was that the R2-D2? <laughs> was that where it is? Because he's in this movie. Uh, he's mm. in 11. I didn't know he was in 12. I didn't know. Sorry. Um, you, you keep cutting off Brian. There. So, I'm a giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's Starfleet. Marcus then uses all the new Spock information to make this super new vengeance ship. And uh, and the transwarp transporter that that Khan steals, um, the Klingons are like, oh fuck! Starfleet and Romulans both have super tech, and the Romulans are a little busy with something right now. But but they're both souping up, and we got shit. If we don't go to war now, we will never go to war. We will we are going to die in front of these people. So the Klingons are like, uh, maybe we better go to war. That's why they're all hostile. That's why Marcus is expecting them to attack any day now, and Marcus feels he's ready for them. So he wants to start the war now. Um, so that's kind of the backstory I wrote in my head about all this. So that's what we call headcanon? Yeah, headcanon. Well, to, to it what, seems to, to pretty logically extrapolate from what they showed us in 11. To, but. To, to, so is this all to justify him having his bigger, blacker enterprise? It explains where the super tech, all, all the different bits of super tech come from. But it explains the why they're, why, why they're Romulan. It's, it's, really, it's not really super tech. It's bigger. It has dedicated weapons. It as can fire and warp. Actually, the movie explains where the super tech comes from. Yeah, from Come Harrison. Well, yeah, he on, outright yeah. says it. Not, yeah. not, not. I use Spock. my superior intelligence yeah. to build. He actually says, I gave well, them Well, okay. <laughs> I, I assume Khan figured out how to weaponize what Spock gave them. But, um, yeah, See, if, you're you, if you're good with the Khan explanation, go with it. That's what I needed to get Why would I be good the with the Khan so, explanation? So. They're sort of doing a data thing with him, right? Where he's got yeah, the he's perfect posture. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now there was uh in the podcast, I, you guys complained that Khan wouldn't be able to engineer super torpedoes that could have multi light year range. Um, but given Dang that Khan okay. was capable of learning the uh, every control on the Enterprise in a few hours in Space Seed, I have no trouble believing that given a year, a few a uh, year or two 
or multiple years. We don't know how long he's been working for Section 31. He could have figured out how to do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, including phasers that fire at warp, something that wasn't invented till around the time, late DS9 era or mid early DS9, early DS9 era. They invented phasers that could fire at warp. Oh, but those aren't snap. really phasers though. Right, those are more. Those are more like dick. Enterprise phase cannons. Yeah, that line was just a punch in the dick. <laughs> oh, I missed the line. What was the line? The line was, "You can't even protect your own crew." To which Kirk responds with, "What you doing with that triple back there?" Because I don't want to address what you just said to me. <laughs> yeah, that was just... mad truth. Yeah, <laughs> I can't deal with that right yeah, now. Well, you I'm, know, I want to see Khan. The line I wish they'd had is had Khan look at him and saying, "I'm laughing at the superior <laughs> intellect." Just Kirk. That would have been awesome. Oh, so here's the other little technical bit, and I'll get into more technical bits as we get further on in this. Into the techno crap? Yeah. So, it looks to me like, how close is Kronos to Earth? Because they were in, they were at warp for what, 32 seconds? Yeah. And we went from- I had that thought too. We went from Kronos to the moon. What what fucking warp were they at? Were they- Uh, that's warp 10 9.99985 that was warp 14 (laughs) (laughs) I mean at least in Enterprise it was 4 days at warp 4 or 3 warp 3 or 4 now admittedly the warp factors are cubed so you'd expect it to be well under a day probably I'm just I'd have to sit down with the math but it'd be under a day it took 4 minutes to get the Vulcan and that's 16 light years away I mean if if a, a group of people that want to kill us are 30 seconds warp travel away, we got problems. We have real <laughs> problems. That's what Marcus is saying. That's what Marcus is saying. <laughs> we got some fucking problems. Yeah. So, now, you know, yeah. anyone that's been around glass knows that <laughs> when the light is on the inside, <laughs> you can't see for you shit. Can't see shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with every Hollywood spacesuit. It's, it's just. I, I I've learned to make my peace with it. Yeah, that's because that's a that's a you decision because you got to see the actor's yeah. face. Yeah, you don't you have to. See no well, you don't have to, but Thank most you. of them yeah. will. I, I thought Prometheus. Well, what was you gonna say? I thought Prometheus did a very good job by having all the light come from heads-up displays mounted inside the helmets. So they rationalized the lights a little bit. They were yeah, all heads-up displays. That works. But yeah, okay. They, Does anyone else notice how purpose? smoky it is in that? In yeah. There? Well, he was smoking a cigar before this. Uh, he must have smoked like eighty-five of them, <laughs> so and spread that shit around. <laughs> One thing that I will say in the you don't have to see their face. Well, for dramatic effect, you generally do. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to. You're. Paying. I kind of think you do. Actually, how many million dollars face? are these actors getting paid? It's you're... not even about that. For a scene, usually yeah. you need to be able to see the actor's yeah. face. Unless you're doing it for comedy, then you can kind of get away with a certain. Doll yeah. type. I thing. mean, there's a reason why the few times where you don't see the actor's face, it's be- you people notice that because yeah. they went out of their way to not show yeah. you the actor. That's why they know don't wear helmets on SG1. <laughs> so it's, it's you. I don't. Eh. You're trying to get you that know the face shit in. they're getting shot at with. That helmet doesn't stop it. <laughs> I mean, hey. seriously, they don't even they, like they don't wear like plates underneath their body armor because no. like. Yeah, that staff woman is just going to burn. I want to have molten steel going into my wound. No, I think I'd rather just have the burn. (laughs) Now, this is a very Tron-esque That protective suit that uh, Spock had. Oh, yeah, exactly. The one you take down into the volcano. That's right. Before you fire your cold fusion, which... This is a very 
Tron-esque scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do See, this is like a video Where's game. Where's my identity disc? Yes. <laughs> J.J. makes Tron. Wouldn't I, I would watch that. acceleration would watch of that JJ just, Tron. like, gooify you? Well, uh, you know what? I, I, yeah, I let the air blowing. Is is there is there an accelerator or was just the air blowing them out? Right, it's, still got it's air pressure. Well, yeah. the the speed at which they got shot out that's significant. However, however, I mean, it wasn't more than what ten Gs, was it? Someone could probably yeah, do the math yeah, and I'm sure figure out how fast it, it was. I, but assuming you have one atmosphere inside and yeah, yeah. I like yeah. this. Bam. I will Noisy say cricket. minor nit. I would have had all of the crew of the Vengeance wearing Starfleet uniforms because they're Starfleet officers. Mickey was wearing a no, Starfleet actually, uniform. No, actually, that was the point that he actually <laughs> makes. He asks him, are you Starfleet or private security? Yeah. And the guy, they actually kind of make the point that but, he but, doesn't but answer Marcus isn't wearing a Starfleet uniform either. No, and I know, they're not but, using Starfleet But weapons. if he's doing something that's uh, a black op, he maybe doesn't want yeah. to announce that he's Starfleet. <laughs> I guess once you're on board the ship, what difference does it make? But. Uh, Brian, that ship doesn't do you remember scream Starfleet? Yeah. Brian, do you remember Babylon Five when Sheridan took the White Star out to take out that first shadow ship that they were unearthing on uh, Jupiter's moon? Uh, I I remember the plot. Yes. So for the same reason, he said, "You know what? I'm not wearing my Earth Force uniform because in case we get taken, mm-hmm. I don't want there to be any link saying that this is Earth Force." Does Marcus really think somebody's going to take the vengeance? He's smart enough to realize it because a possibility. The comedic relief doesn't do that sort of thinking on their feet to any effect. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They always have to bumble uh-huh. and then luck a way out. Yeah. Is this uh There's no comedic relief here, right? Yeah. Well, oh, with, I'm talking about with, Scotty with in the Scotty Bay. The guy. Yeah. Okay. But it's Simon Pegg. He does it really well. Because, yeah, the, the whole scene with Scotty is just comic relief, which yeah. is, it was funny. Oh, yeah. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not laughing right now because I'm talking all over this shit. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing at Scotty. I'm laughing with Scotty. <laughs> actually, when Scotty gave the line about private security, that actually, that was another one of those things it's, that uh, made me go, oh, actually, if you're not Starfleet, that actually solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Also, not using a Starfleet phaser for whatever reason. Because he's not Starfleet. <laughs> so what the hell is that guy with the big Matrix hole in the back scary. of his head? I'm that guy is scary. Can't, no, you can't say Android. Oh, ran- right, because Data. Yeah, yeah. Data's the only one. He's one of the random do characters, think, uh, but J.J. really liked the makeup job. And can you imagine if they hit? Do. Yo, that guy, that would suck. Bam. <laughs> yeah. oh. Now... Do you think it's possible that JJ doesn't give a shit about the data thing and put an android in there anyway? Nah, he's supposed to be a yeah. cyborg. Oh, okay. Cyborgs I can buy, but an android. Welcome no. aboard. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Tron. He's Khan. <laughs> of course you do. Well, he did design the damn I thing. I know. I saw you fuck with them Klingons. I'm not worried about you getting shot. <laughs> you stood He's, in one place. Got wall yeah. hack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. 
She said, like, you don't like this. I my duty not to spoil the future. <sighs> except, except now. Except for when it's inconvenient, and yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell you everything you need to know. I don't he think- doesn't tell them anything. Khan is bad. Kurt, then we cut to a scene where Kurt He figures- tells them the plot of Star Trek Two is what he tells them. <laughs> Just says Khan is evil. I saw somebody actually. He tells him to scream Khan at a, at a poignant moment. <laughs> I, because I saw... that's what somebody else does. <laughs> you won't be redeemed until you reach self sacrifice. I, I saw a review where somebody took the speech Old Spock gives and overlays it on several other famous sci fi villains, and it fits perfectly for each one of them because that's how useless the information is. Mm. <laughs> it was quite funny. So I think that was confused, Matthew. Great. Uh, reviewer, even though I think he was hard t- too hard on this movie. Oh, yes. So, oh, but wait. Oh, did you say Khan? Because that dude killed me once. <laughs> <laughs> Except- okay, so Brian, that just shits on your entire theory of him giving uh, technology to... No, no, he has to ensure the balance. That was the whole... That prime directive required them to give the technology he to the people. He just said... You swore a vow. Yeah. I swore a vow not to give you things that would change your... And the, we already know this guy is a stickler for the fucking rules. Yeah. Except at five seconds. That's the point. It, that's there was an episode of the original series where they, in order to fulfill the prime directive, they had to provide arms to the village people, the arms that they had not yet invented. <laughs> were they were singing the YMCA? So, no, it was a big <laughs> metaphor for the uh, Vietnam War. But um, And so they had to provide technology to fulfill the prime. Yeah, original series. Oh, okay. To fulfill the prime directive. That's, that's why that's a shit plot. So, um. so wow. <laughs> um, because the Klingons were arming the other side. I like yeah. how they're backing up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. That guy's kind of vicious. This is like, that explosive violence puts him off. Yeah, I do oh, like that shit. JJ knows that. how to give a good fight scene. It's quite fun. I love It'll his, make Star Wars I, good. I, I like yeah. that the Romulans were all strong too in in eleven. That was yeah, really nice. stronger than humans. Yeah. yeah, something Voyager and DS Nine pretty much mostly forgot. Voyager you didn't forget it. it. Yeah, because uh, how often did you see Tuvok very throw? often? Yeah, Tuvok says it very yeah. often. <laughs> when did you see him throw anyone around like Data does? Because <laughs> no, Tuvok doesn't do that, ass, and Data does. Right? <laughs> he the only reason Clearly Data d- Data does Data did it what twice, and right. once it was against the Borg, and the other time it was uh, yeah. when Lore was you know yanking his chain. Yeah. I'm actually okay just saying Data does and Tuvok doesn't. <laughs> So. It's a personality quirk. Data clearly likes to throw people <laughs> around. <laughs> Data so. likes to reach into rivers and rip so, out small and, boys. <laughs> so from Khan's perspective, why is he leaving these two assholes alive? Because he's got everything he, he just needs said. Now. He actually just said, I don't think he's helping us. I think we're helping him. Yeah. Right. That was the exact line he was saying. Yeah, but I don't still get nailed by an unfortunate It, it helps if shot. you've got two extra guns when you storm the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, it gives them something else to shoot at. Yeah. I just think it was funny that the question you were answering was actually <laughs> being answered on the screen. Yeah. It wasn't really. That was their course, realization, yeah. not his. This part I like. I also really <laughs> like that. shoots him in the yeah. face. And that Kirk was willing to say, you know, didn't need old Spock. Khan's dangerous. Yeah, and I have Kirk's figured it out all You're by himself. You're too close, Scotty. So... You're way too close. Yeah, but that's in what, every why, why this conversation. Why just pop him? And, including and all the other on. Star Treks. Who? Um, Kirk. Uh, why wouldn't they do that? I don't know. So one thing I did have one other thing I had a problem with. If they can call Spock, I get that 
Marcus has probably made it so that nobody's going to come over and help them as best as he can. And he's head of Starfleet. So he's got a lot of power to do that. But they don't even talk about calling for help. Thank they, you. And and they've got recordings of Marcus being a dick on Uhura's console. They could email that to everybody or whatever, yeah. broadcast it. And at least maybe somebody in Starfleet might say, ah, Marcus is acting a little dickish. Maybe we better go check this out. Helmsman, bring right. us about. And because it only like takes far away. Yeah, since every place is five minutes away from everywhere else in the galaxy. Well, here was my, you yeah, know, especially at warp. Here, yeah. yeah, well, that's, right. I think that's yeah. the point. Yeah. But even then, my like what he's saying. If nothing else, you could say, "Oh, hey, by the way, old Spock, we can't make any calls. Would you mind calling yeah. Earth?" And telling them to send out a salvage ship or something, because we're kind of adrift, and yeah. there's a hole in our engineering bay. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So, and, con and you know, maybe Marcus has ordered a no-fly zone or whatever. I and thought that was particularly brutal. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a Game of Thrones death right there. That was fucking Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> that was fatality. <laughs> um, so, I have a question. Do you think Star Trek the next Star Trek will be better. I hope so. I was gonna say, do you think <laughs> right. it'll be the deep space travel or do you that's think what it'll or, be the Orsini is promising. That's what or do you think it'll be that's the what Orsini the is promising that. The screenwriter said we want to get more into the exploration. We're on the five year mission. We're boldly going. That's what okay. the next movie is gonna be about. Finally. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So whether they You do know that both Star Trek and Star Trek in the Darkness were origin stories. Yeah. They were both origin stories. And yeah. notice how we complain about both of them. <laughs> hey, I like True. I like actually, my beef with these movies is not the fact that they're origin. I actually like the fact that they're origin stories. They're telling an origin story you never actually got. Yeah. For what? <laughs> Who? Him? For the Enterprise crew. Yeah. yeah. You never got the origin story for them. Yes, but that's and a shitty origin is, story. The point is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I don't yeah, even know that, all the details. It's just bullshit story. Just to have one is no. Yes. What's the point? He makes a good point because you don't get the origin story for the Next Generation crew. Like it's yeah, you, yeah, you do. It kind of reflects. You, you know, no, that's what that episode. Yeah, is. they all meet each other for the first time. That's what that episode is. Picard and Riker <laughs> right. have their big. I'm not going to let you down on the planet on the away teams argument. But not going from you don't see their backstory from the academy to being on the ship. This is some serious pimp action right here. Oh yeah. Between yeah. Between Khan and and Spock. Yeah. They are swinging dicks at each other. That's yeah. kind of what that was. Yep. Yeah. It was a listen, let's play this out logically. I'm going to fuck you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to hurt a little bit at first. <laughs> I'm going to stop that joke. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Good. <laughs> well, well, I never tell inappropriate jokes. So I could believe the start that they right out of the torpedo tube. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. they couldn't convince anybody to come help them. But I would have liked to have seen that addressed in some way. Now like that the communications officer saying, "I've called five different starships. All of them are under orders not to listen to us, sir." That was a that's a wildly valid point. Well, yeah, that yeah. they didn't even address the fact yeah. that One that line. option was available. Well, now it would have been different if they were out in the middle of nowhere. Well, here here's something else. Here's something else. They are at the moon. We have starships that travel at warp. You don't think that there isn't a sensor on Earth that's just watching? Oh, I'm sure. Watching the star system. Particularly going, when war is imminent? Yeah. yeah. Well, even just, you know what? We have a, I'm, I'm. And look at all this debris. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I
by the moon, yeah. we would be like, hey, I, I what imagine, the fuck is going on up there? I, I yeah. imagine there's some people on <laughs> Earth looking at the moon going, God damn. Well, <laughs> yeah, I assume well, everyone is sitting that? there saying, what's going on? Well, Admiral Marcus told us there's some operations going on near to the moon and we're not to interfere unless uh-huh. he notifies us. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I have no trouble believing that, but I would have liked to see no. you know a little we, line or two of dialogue about that in the script. We just bought into the whole militarization of Starfleet. Yeah. So my question was... Where they can say, sorry, that's a no-fly zone. You shut the fuck up. We're turning the sky off. I, so, I, yeah, I don't care. It's, it, yeah, but it's it, our moon. <laughs> Suck my balls. Uh, you close your eyes and you turn around or I'll fuck you in your mouth. <laughs> so I have a question. Was there an, impl- was there an implied answer that old Spock gave Spock there? Because that basically was kind of the Genesis device mm-hmm. ploy. So the question, you said yeah. Old Spock didn't tell him anything. I think it's actually implied that Old Spock did tell him All his right. plan. Yeah. Okay. So I do think Spock did tell him something because okay. he does ask, how did you beat him? And then they cut. Right. Oh, All right. 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 damn, girl. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so I don't think Spock didn't tell him anything. Okay. I actually, they just didn't oh, show you what Spock told him. Yeah. Sorry. And this there's is, the uh, earth suddenly. This, this is my other, you know, physics beef. So the explosion from that little ship. Push them 280,000 kilometers <laughs> yeah. to Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And and they get there in about like a minute and a half. Get, so get do, you under, do you understand how fast? Do, do well, you know who first screen bullshit is that? <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I can believe that they sandwich in some ex- I can believe they sandwich in some extra time. Holy fuck. Buzz Aldrin was yeah. like, holy oh, hell shit. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, he just walked out of the theater. Yeah. It's like, fuck this. Fuck this. Throw <laughs> popcorn. Lance Armstrong pissed on the film. No. <laughs> you know, you know, you know who's pissed Not off. Not Lance Armstrong. Not, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Neil Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Although he's dead. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, guy, the guys that are pissed off are the guys from Apollo 13. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. the JPL guys are like, yeah. you guys don't know yeah. shit. Like, yeah, I remember when I was on the moon and it took us, you know, like 18 hours to try and limp our way back. Yeah, that was, that was some good shit there. Uh, I could imagine that there's more t- some more time here, but even if we increase it to an hour, it's like how uh, that that's a light second in an hour. Yes. Um how fast did they what was that explosion? It would have just pancaked them. And there should be no vengeance, right? No. Like the amount of the amount of explosive force yeah. that to, can, that can accelerate yeah. another ship of yeah. that size. Of that size. Like all that mass getting yeah. pushed yeah. That's just that's just simple. That's like the easiest, cool. and, and it's yeah. not like there's a a, a pressure wave oh. of air. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. You know? yeah, there are so many people dying when yeah. he was bragging about nobody dying. Yeah, yeah. he loses like eighty percent of the crew. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I do. Th- uh, this is a toxic waste part of the ship. So yeah, I don't know how they get there so fast. Even if you accept that this is just the highlights of an hour of them running around in the ship, it's still absurdly fast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that container has the coffee in it cuz you got to have coffee in space. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what happens when you buy a coffee. coffee in space. Oh, mutiny. And what is this British this is not some British starship. We do not drink tea, we drink coffee. So here's the other thing. Where is where is all this gravity coming from? Uh, it's the excel- inertial compensators. Really? Are they uh, still accelerating? 
Actually, yeah, no, the, they're malfunctioning. The hey, yeah, here's the thing. Okay. He says the gravity on the ship is malfunctioning. He didn't say it was off. Yeah, I assume the only reason Chekhov can hold these guys is because he's only doing it about a third G. So, <laughs> and yeah. so it's not Actually, nearly as heavy yeah, as they that was one be. of the things when I was rewatching okay, it. It yeah. didn't say the gravity was off. He said the gravity was malfunctioning. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. And the acceleration but, compensator. But what is I'm part saying is, if the gravity, like they are being pulled and, sideways, right? Yeah, inertial dampeners. Sorry, the inertial dampeners, which have to be able to pull in every direction because they have to compensate for any particular blast or shove the ship might get. Now, why did the camera tilt just now? So you know he's fallen. Make it look the camera yeah, tilts because it's that's cool. a visual cue. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's about a minute. It's about a minute that we've gone from from the Earth to the Moon. Well, again, or vice versa. Even if it was an hour, no, 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 it's Brian. Still a it doesn't matter. It, you know, a minute, an hour. It's all just. Yeah. It's all just. Look, I want to make this cut. I want to make the sequence, which normally I'm good with, but yeah. you know, Star Trek. Yeah, well, if they just it's put them over Earth instead right of over the moon, we wouldn't have this Exactly. <laughs> it would be perfectly fine. Yeah, this is that thing we always talk about, or I always talk about, where it's like there's a simple change in the dialogue that would have solved this problem. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so It's you not like the torpedo. the moon in the background. Yeah, it's not if like If you the... just wanted to have shots of the moon. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the torpedoes where, you know, it would take an entire rewrite to try to somehow Where's Where's Spock's suit now? Yeah, exactly. Would have come in real handy. I don't know. Does that work with radiation? It only works with lava. Depends on what kind of radiation it is. I mean, obviously, thermal radiation, that copper suit works really well. Is this where Kirk fixes the ship the same way I get my TV remote to work? You kick the (laughs) shit out of it? Come on. No wonder it doesn't work. Exactly. No wonder your earbuds is always (laughs) fucked up. Holy shit. That is how I feel. <laughs> I kick the shit. I, I don't just kick the shit. I grab hold of something and jump at that shit. You know, when you told me you got your car repaired, I didn't think that was, that was how you did it. I that's mean, maybe that son of a bitch was just out of gas. I just, like, <laughs> when you start your car, do you turn the key? Because that's the pussy way to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you turn the key, you start swearing, and it doesn't go until you... Really get profane. Did you get outside and kick yeah. the shit out of it? That's what you do. I do find oh it ironic God. that Kirk is dying of basically the same reasons. And now that we got Pike a flat died, spin. That Pike died in the original with, with timeline. smoke trails. Yeah, Pike died in the original timeline because he went into a irradiated hey, engine chamber in to save everybody. But so. uh, but Ooh. Brian, what's actually happening is is that Kirk and Spock are swapping roles from that other con movie. That we did. Yeah, at yeah. this point in this movie, when I was watching it the first time, I was so pissed off <laughs> that they had basically just stolen the scene. A scene that, if you're not a Star Trek fan, means nothing to you. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, fuck this movie. Uh, see, I was saying, why is this reactor so much bigger than the other reactors we have seen on the Enterprise? But Yeah, also, what the fuck is up with <laughs> that? Yeah. I, I, I guess... Because you can't kick it if it's smaller, Brian. That's just that's just being a bully. It's time to kick it. It's the size it. of a cell phone. Phone, and then <laughs> kicking the crap out of it. Yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? Punch a baby next? You jackass! Hey, here we go. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. This is called science. Engineering <laughs> degree. Go. Yeah. Well. That's Engineering. The Kirk solution. At least the Chris Pine Kirk solution. No, no, no. But his solution might be to kick it. It shouldn't work. That's that's what's wrong with the whole movie. Is that whatever Kirk decides to do <laughs> just happens to work, even it if it's stupid. Work. Even if it's the dumbass, I'll just step on it. He's not even, well, he's not even pushing it toward where it should be. Yeah. He's just jumping on top of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I was rewatching yeah, it, I was also that. like, he's not even kicking forward. Yes. He's yeah. kicking down. <laughs> How does that solve anything? Also, well, what I, I really hate this shot. I'm not an engineering yeah. person. I don't know, but I look at this and it just seems wrong. <laughs> That's because it is. This <laughs> just feels wrong oh, on every the wrong si- scale? Or? No, no. This. <laughs> That just feels wrong. It decelerated way too fast, <laughs> given the amount that it's that's going up. If, Although hey, they just traveled from the moon in an hour, as you, <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere slowed them down. Mm-mm. What slowed without them any down? Heat. The atmosphere hitting the atmosphere? It, it got them. it got a little red. Are they oh. using unobtainium? Oh. Is that how? Uh, <laughs> like I basically said, I don't have an engineering degree. Okay. It just feels wrong. I also I'm not a really big fan of the of the auto seat belts no, on the chair. I don't like if that you want to have a seat belt on the chair, make the motherfucker put the seat belt on the chair. The little that uh, I don't I'm not feeling yeah. it. It's the future. I, and and they did that in uh, some uh, other they didn't they do that in uh the end of uh Nemesis where they put yeah. seat belts on it. Yeah. It, I didn't it like it there scene. either. Deleted scene. I didn't yeah, I didn't like that either. So. so it's not like I just not that I'm hating on this movie, which I am, nope. but that's not the reason that I dislike hey, it. It's Simon Pegg being a dramatic actor. Yeah. Now, this is the part where the first time I saw it, I didn't really like it at all, and I was just kind of pushed me right out of the movie entirely that they stole all the dialogue. Now, the second time I watched it, it worked fine because I knew the dialogue was going to be there and I was able to enjoy the ca- actor's performances. The end of the scene, however, is the scene that threw me out of the movie so much that I was actually disruptive to the audience that I saw it with. And I had to apologize for that shit. Oh, yeah. From this point, whatever redeeming factor there was in this movie, it's just gone. It's it's done now. So There's nothing good that comes after this. I I was pretty disgusted when I watched this movie. If you want to know why I like the first Star Trek versus Star Trek Into Darkness, it's the end of this scene. Okay. (laughs) I, it I, is the rave scene yeah. for me in this movie. Once I was able to get fa- by the fact that they just outright stole all their dialogue from some other film, um, which took a bit uh, to get over that. I actually You're really like an apologist, scene. aren't you, Brian? I, I really want to like this movie. It's, I yeah. cheered up. I'm struggling to like it. Kirk is dying. Spock is and having to deal with that. He, you know, where he should have died was right when he got those those anodes lined up and that arc happened yeah should have just turned him to a nice pink well, mist effectively he did die that's uh, he's dead no, already no no no, no, no. Yeah. the red mist is what he should be yep. so. but if you do that then the vampire blood that they get plus the if they were pumping movie. that kind of energy and then <laughs> and then scotty should have had to go inside and clean up all of the pink crap <laughs> Let me just tell you right so now. So fucking Khan is a vampire. Is a vampire. True blood. <laughs> he, it's V. That's what. That's how they. That's how they save the movie. Yeah. Is with V. <laughs> he is a goddamn. He's a new vampire because he can't fly. Yeah. There you go. Although, also, he can survive really in sunlight old. for a while. He is one old ass vampire. It comes to whoop your motherfucker's ass. Not a problem. So really, what they should have done—he's kind of a mix of the Buffy and True Blood vampires. Because yeah. when he got bitten, he clearly learned kung fu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the idea of all of this happening is absurd that they would unfold in exactly this way with the same dialogue. But yes, exactly. that's what they've done every time. Other time they do an alternate timeline story in Star Trek. So now, I have to turn my blame to Mirror Mirror and 
And then uh, that Worf episode where he's all hopping as the start of this problem. Can I just acknowledge that what's about to happen is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in a Star Trek movie? And I've seen Final Frontier. And how is he getting decontaminated right now? What? What? The decontamination process is complete? Isn't complete, yeah. Yeah, well... Well, what are they doing to decontaminate him? Just magic waiting? muon flow you just, you just stuff. Sit there. You just, Little you just beam lights. out all the radiation. Yeah, pretty much. Here, here comes much. all my hate. All uh, my hate is being mustered at this exact moment. It's about to come out. Here comes the dark side. <laughs> oh, I forgot, yeah, I forgot about Uhura's reaction. Yeah. Oh, tears. And. Fuck everything about this. <laughs> See, I like it. I am Vulcan no, no more. No, that is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Con, Kurt, Spock's lost his planet. He's lost his mother. And now he's lost what's hey, uh, I'm okay to be with him friend. screaming, but why did it have to be the exact repeat of the thing mm-hmm. from. Whatever. That's stupid. I don't. It was that's screams. Con's the one who's stupid. responsible for that particular death. So. That is so incredibly stupid. <laughs> So, so Khan is not my I, favorite part in the movie, but I certainly have no pro- significant problems with it. Once I, in fact, I had less problems with that the first time I saw it than all the other dialogue ripoffs. Khan is a one word. Yeah. Lots of people say Khan in this movie. <laughs> Ripping off whole sentences. That's a little lowbrow. Are you trying to dismiss the comparison between what just happened there and two? Well, Kirk was lying to Khan when he did the big Khan in the first in in Star Trek Two. This is a real Khan. That was a fake Khan. So it's not even quite the same. The context is significantly different. You understand though that when they right wrote now. that scene in there, they didn't care about the context of it in Star Trek Two. Uh, yeah. They did it because that's what everybody remembers from that's Star right, Trek Two. It's iconic. II. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason they threw the line in there. And I'm already hating this movie because it's too derivative of Star Trek Two. Mm-hmm. And then they threw that line in there. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I appreciate the scale of what's going on yes. here. Yeah. Actually I want when I was rewatching this, I was like, a lot of people fucking died. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> San Francisco's been having a bad fucking time in the movies lately. They bring up all the people that died on the Enterprise. They don't bring up what I'm guessing is the thousands of people that just died right there. The thousands of civilians that died. That's a 9-11 moment. Oh, it's worse than 9-11. Because that was like eight or nine buildings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was no time to evacuate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that and that ship that one ship was big enough to take out like three or four city blocks. Yeah, so just one building. Thousands just of jump. people just died. Not the nearly head. as many who died no, in the fine. last just jump. But there you well, go. Granted, JJ well, Powers. Because yeah, a whole planet died Whee! in the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh yeah. yeah. Whoa, he just jumped 30 meters. Whoa. So I do have a problem with this beaming explanation that they have here in a second. But mm. yeah. Okay. Oh, the general bullshit of. Eh, there are no rules here. Whatever. I can't beam from a moving target, but I can beam to a moving target. Oh, I thought it what? was the fact that they were fighting. Maybe I was. No, it actually attention. says if they're moving around. Uh, maybe they were just. Yeah, I assumed through. it was because they were leaping all over the place in a little kung fu. That might fighting. actually be an explanation. So, well, no, but they're like, why don't the, we why don't we beam him back up to the ship now because he's moving too much? Yeah, well, he's walking quickly. Right. Well, no. well, for me, and the plus, problem wasn't there. It was actually uh, in the fight later. But but you notice that uh, they beamed Carol Marcus <laughs> running off the bridge. Yeah, on a moving starship. Yeah, yeah he had well, hot new transporters on the Vengeance, not the dumpy old transporters on the Enterprise. Yeah, it's losing it. 
This is this is where we just run through. Ah, oh, well, fuck it. Do we have police on this fucking planet? Well, come on. Okay, given what just happened, I think the police might be preoccupied. Yeah. Oh, there's a guy running through traffic, being chased by a Starfleet officer. All right. And, and right. the police the know that he's the guy that jumped I will give you that. I will give you that. Yeah, I don't think they know he's the guy that yeah. jumped out of that giant yes, fucking space. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure. Hey, this is you know this is the USS Enterprise. We need your assistance apprehending so and so. Actually, I, I have a question here. Hey, so Enterprise, are you the motherfucker who just crashed into the city? Oh, no, no, man. That's no, no, no. Joke. That was Admiral Marcus. So yeah, this, he all fucked up. This is one of my biggest plot beefs with this movie. So are all the other, are all the 72 people in the torpedoes like Khan? Shit, yeah. So why do they specifically need Khan's blood? Because they don't, McCoy they don't know, doesn't, doesn't know that. Yeah. They we know, know that because we've watched Space Seed. They, he doesn't. Yeah. But he, he hasn't says watched my family. Space. No, no. Here, here's the thing. You go with the dude you know. Now, if we can't catch Khan, then we'll thaw one of those other vampires and we'll bleed those assholes. <laughs> and I'll tell you, <laughs> a week from now, they're going to verify that every single one of them has magic V running through their blood. Yes. Because from You're now until the, the end of time, whenever yeah. somebody gets a boo-boo, we're going to unthaw one of those fuckers. Take some blood and then freeze them right back oh. up again. What year is it? Don't even fucking. Yeah, that, <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter. It's Are just we there as, yet? Nope, not it's there. Just as well that they took. You're going down. right back to sleep. Uh, wait, where's my daughter? Doesn't matter, bitch. Oh, I got track marks. What the shit? Holy shit! Yeah, they yeah. all look like they're smack it's addicts. Two hundred thousand years. <laughs> Holy shit! It, it, it is just as well that they they took out Section Thirty One because they're the ones most likely to abuse those poor people. No, no, no. Everybody everybody knows it now. Yeah. Everybody knows that. You, you think we're going to give up the Fountain of Youth? Uh, Picard made them give it up in Star Trek Nine. Yeah. Well, you know what? We don't. He doesn't have to do that now because now we've got V. Yeah. Now what you would need to do is clone yourself a bunch of supermen so you have a bunch of blood produce, production. Now, Jesus 72. Christ, he just created a breeding... Fucking he just made a slave farms. race. Yeah, a slave race say, for, for uh, seventy-two people can't provide enough blood to keep everyone alive. You would have mind rape produced that stuff. Mind rape. What no. he's doing? That's how you handle mind is, rape. He's yeah. uploading kitty porn. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, God damn, that's, that's his luck. He's like, where did oh, you Jesus see that? Christ, Holy that was fuck. Awful. motherfucker! Like, is that a donkey? Oh, motherfucker! God. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's a donkey. That's what S- I do. Spock hacked into his dad's internet, his mom's email account, computer account, back <laughs> when he was a little kid, and saw some stuff he shouldn't have. So there was a because uh, uh, there they, was a. An episode of Voyager recently where Tuvok had to convey ang- – well, that I saw recently – where Tuvok had to convey angry, like, violent uh, thoughts to mm. someone. And I love that one of the shots they used was from Event Horizon. And I double-checked. It actually <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, really? It is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I like this fight sequence. I just thought it was fun to see two – Super strong Spock versus super strong Khan yeah. go at it. I That's cool. It. I'll acknowledge that. And I thought, especially after everything else Spock has lost, I give him a free pass for losing it and just going batshit freak. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, so it's a fair point that the defrosted guy, mm-hmm. they, he's got super blood. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, and they've got him right next to that, the guy well, they're trying to. That's save. the point yeah. that I was just yeah. making. Yeah, but he, for whatever reason, Did they, they didn't ever they... think yeah. that this guy might also have super blood. Yeah. Oh, that's my problem. Yeah, that's and a Uhura giant butthole. Just beamed onto this very quickly moving uh-huh. thing. Uh huh. 
Yeah. Um, well, the, according to him, um, the problem. Well, the people Brian's movie. theories is it was in the original movie, series in the, '60s Star the, Trek. They as, couldn't as do I that. recall, in the first movie, didn't they beam somebody while they were falling off of a? And planet it was described as being insanely impossible, and only Chekhov could do it. <laughs> well, then send Chekhov's ass to the transporter room and Actually, have Chekhov him do his job. I'm pretty right sure now they could beam him now. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So they. Plus, the ship's all shot to Why? hell, so it probably isn't working like it should. I'll buy that. Yeah. I will buy that as yeah. an answer. The, the, the targeting. That's just gratuitous. Tiger uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hayouken. Spock learns, again, revenge futile. Um, no, no, no. Actually, his revenge actually worked. No, he wanted to kill that guy, and he didn't. Okay. Well, he, he and so it said he, he beat wanted the shit out of him. That, that's revenge. To get what he wanted, he had to let him live. No, so, but he still he still punched him again. So we have the speech coming up that was one of my biggest problems with this movie. But it was a yeah, it was one of my biggest problems with this movie. I'll admit it. Where it seems like they changed the uh, speech given at the beginning of Star Trek into the captain's oath. Uh-huh. But upon rewatching it, I kind of got the impression that it actually the scene just ended when he brought up the captain's oath, and the very next scene just started with. Mm-hmm. Kirk giving that speech. Right. So I wanted to ask your opinion watching it now. When we get to that scene, let me know if you get the same impression that I got. Yeah, okay. But not the lives of all those people in those buildings and not anybody in engineering and uh, (laughs) not any of those Klingons. You saved my life. We're the only people in this movie that matter. (laughs) How How does Spock's first words not be Guess what? We're immortal. Because <laughs> <laughs> look, look at it right there. They're like, hey, to you use fuckers ain't so going anywhere. Khan's blood cures death, uh, certain types of death. It probably doesn't work on everything. So it doesn't work on red mist. I'll tell you that shit, right now. Brian. <laughs> it's right. It cured cinematis. So obviously, it cures everything. Uh, it, did, yeah, it did kill advanced film lo- disease. Yes. Heck, I, if you want to be evil about it, you could assume Khan infected that girl. Just Starfleet so is can... American. Of course they are. So okay, so they're doing it right. Why are you the one talking? Yeah, word. How is there nobody else that outranks you? I think there probably was lots of speeches. They just tuned in on his speech. He's an apologist. Nope. Yep, that's the captain's oath, apparently. Yeah, so, yeah, he says, and those words, and this is the answer to that question. So, he just made this the captain's oath, which, this makes no sense as a captain's oath. Yeah, it doesn't. So, I have a problem with that. Yep. It ties in with their their message of the film, but, yeah, it is weird as a captain's oath. Yeah, as a captain's oath, that is a weird, especially when he specifically says, on a five-year mission. Yeah. When they're stating, we've never done that before. But apparently, it was in the captain's oath. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they write customized captain oaths for each mission. But why would that be the captain's oath that Pike made him recite earlier when he made him the captain? So, makes no sense. In Brian's defense. He really wants to like this movie. I have done that for shit that I, you know, if you really like something or you yeah. want to like something, 
you know, your retcon machine, your head cannon machine is just firing on all cylinders. You know, you know? what I always do? <laughs> if I really want to love something, I'll just accept the goddamn flaws and say, fuck it, it's flawed. I still love it. Yeah, well, yeah. I have agreed with <laughs> you on a fair number of flaws in this True. Well, you yeah. did. Yeah. You know what, Michael? Since you're... You seem to be good at accepting failures. That's fine. Not all of us can do that. <laughs> yeah. Not all of us are like, yeah, no. See, I don't think I'm this is a failure. Up. This is much better than Star Trek V, Star Trek Seven, Star Trek Nine. Arguably better than ten. There's that throwback um, music. Um, so like that's like half no. the Star Trek. I think movies. it's pandering. Do you think this is better than, yeah. Wait, this no, is better than yeah, Insurrection? Okay. Yeah. I would have to disagree. I actually, I. A lot of people hate Insurrection. I actually kind of. Like I don't hate it, but I think this is slightly more fun. Wow. We just throwing space cancer left and right. All that space cancer. Damn. They're space outside cancer. of Earth. <laughs> it's it's space jizz. This part I really like. I mean the the, the VFX credits here getting to see that this thing was and over. I like and now the, I know that it's over. You know. <laughs> I was watching this with my girlfriend. Well, the end of it with my girlfriend, yeah. and we got to this part. She didn't give a shit, but <laughs> she thought this looked cool. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you gotta admit, man, uh, that's cool. one of my. Uh, I mean, it's riddled with lots of lens flare yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> But well, the particle effect really It totally makes neat. sense in the credits. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, you know, it may not make a whole bunch of sense, but I ultimately don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. That was neat. That was good. Mary Jo Markey. Um, the, uh, Michael G. One Kyle. of the other online reviewers had a really interesting alternate I- idea for an alternate ending of this movie. Have it, And more or less like it does, only... Kirk's dead and Khan gets away at the end. They save Earth, but Khan gets away. And then the next movie is the search for Khan, and we oh, got to find him before Sp- Khan, before no. Kirk gets too rotten to bring back to life. And I thought, you know, that could have been interesting. I don't know. That was Why, so we can have uh, another movie that's outrageously yeah. derivative? Well, they also that's pointed out the idea that Khan gets away with his crew as a, as part of the ending so that you think well if one con can do all that what is 73 cons going to be capable of next movie uh, that would definitely raise the uh, up the uh Badass. let 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 the abortion which is the con reboot just end yeah. just let it be done yeah start I'm not saying if, if you want to know why a lot of the stuff in this movie really pissed me off it was once you started making it so derivative, yeah. every time you were derivative, it was just one more thing that was pissing you yeah. off. Yeah, well, I could. I uh, search for Khan mm. could have been an interesting direction, but yeah, I don't know if it's it's not the only direction. Uh, also, that's that's the that sends the wrong message. Again, that's against the whole Star Trek message, which is we're going to explore new life. We're going to you know, see other cultures. We're going to live our little utopian future, and the search for Khan becomes a revenge movie, or it becomes a ends justify the means. We have to kill our enemies before they kill us, which is not yeah. part of the vision. Also, so, it yeah. negates the whole thing you said you liked about this movie, which is revenge doesn't matter. Revenge yeah, is no, and you had to accept. I just thought it, I thought I'd throw it out there as an interesting in idea. I stumbled across. I, I yeah. I'm okay with the movie the way it ended here. To and, be fair, if they had done that, I don't think I would have hated it, but I would have. I prefer that they didn't do that, yeah. and they didn't. So yeah, I um, think, you know. Okay, so you guys talk about. You know, sometimes people fuck up in Star Trek and whatever, but like it really hits me how many people died in this movie because one guy decided he wanted to be mil- militaristic, right? Talk about like this Admiral Marcus, Admiral yeah. Marcus, right? Yeah. Like 
Like, it's one thing to have one guy kind of do something shady, you know, maybe one person gets killed, it's horrible, but to have, like, this horrific loss of life, you would think, uh, I would think, I would hope, that we would be at a point where we don't have, you know, starships falling out of the sky, killing tens of thousands of people, because one guy's a dick. Well, well... Yeah, so there's an organizational problem with that. How does that guy get into power and be able to execute all of this, even in secret, even if he's the head of the We Do Secret Shit Department right. with 31, that, that still, I mean, there's vetting involved. This guy would have to be schizophrenic. I yeah. hear where you're coming from, but I actually, I think... This is when we're getting into the difference between what Roddenberry wanted and what most writers want. Uh, if you're going with what Roddenberry wanted, you wouldn't. This would have never happened. Roddenberry would have never approved that plot. Damn right. Um, but a lot of writers had a problem with Roddenberry when they were trying to do his show. You know, because well, then do another he made it show. extremely <laughs> Thank difficult. Thank you. <laughs> well, you. As long as you're willing to apply that criticism to Deep Space Nine. I, 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 then at least, then I'll say you're consistent and we'll have to agree to disagree. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, you like Deep Space Nine. I do. He would have never approved Deep Space Nine. On so many levels. On so many levels. So. (laughs) Especially Section 31. (laughs) Also, a lot of what you're complaining about happens in Deep Space Nine. Mm. Like the episode where they go back to defend themselves against the, the changelings. Yeah, and Admiral Leeton. Yeah. That was basically well, an admiral doing shit yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah. Or he had a starship firing on another starship. All the fucking ones that def- defected to the Maquis. That was Starfleet people personnel doing this kind of shit. Yeah. This that's just well, shit that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but those are the Maquis are disenfranchised members of the Federation. Which I think you can fairly say that Admiral Marcus was rather disenfranchised. <laughs> no, he was the <laughs> he, top of the command he was structure. In the He's very not just because you're the top doesn't mean you're not disenfranchised. You can still be uh, angry um, and against. That, I don't he know how clearly, that works. Let me tell you how that works. He clearly thought Starfleet should have changed and didn't like the way it currently was. No, that's in okay. secret. Okay, that's a semantic problem. Right. Disenfranchises, I don't feel like a part of the system. I don't feel there's anything I can do to change the system. He's the top, he's the top number one admiral. More power than anyone. Yes, exactly. So he is not, by my definition, disenfranchised. The Maquis were, well, the system is, you well, know, but collaborating his, with the Cardassians. His point about and Admiral Leighton still stands. Uh, that, that, that Admiral Leighton did everything this guy and. Under slightly different circumstances, everything Admiral Leighton did could have turned into this mess um, if things had gone a bit differently. To refresh my memory, what did Admiral Leighton do? Uh, he ba- took o- declared martial law on Earth, took over Starfleet, ordered the USS Lakota, was it, to I fire so. on the USS Defiant? Okay, okay. Basically, you had a high ranking, pretty much right under the president, yeah. uh, that was completely altering what Starfleet was doing. Yeah. And how did that end? Pretty much the same way. <laughs> Just not as much loss of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They managed to find a way to solve it without lots of people dying. But okay, so then, so that's that's more in keeping with the Roddenberry vision. This ends with 
this ends with yeah, Spock beating but, the shit out of somebody on the transport. But your uh, complaint Kirk was the he should have con and space seed. But your complaint was he should have never gotten yes. into power in the first place. The what we're saying is no, the yeah. that person got into power. The difference yeah. there is that they were at war. No, they were. We, that was before the war kicked off. That was before the war kicked off. Okay. It was definitely during the kind of cold yeah, that, war. Yeah, that but was de- then that this was is the cold they war. They were aware of the Dominion and they were aware the Dominion was probably going to start a war, but okay. that was before the war started. Yeah. You, Again, making you, it almost you, exactly you, like yes. the You've seen it you've seen it more recently yeah. than I have, so right. I can't go into the details of it. I don't yeah. remember. But that episode um, happened I think in season three yeah. and that the war started so, in like season I I Okay. Yeah. Really? Alright, I'll go watch it. Yeah. A uh Point I'd like to say, I didn't think Star Trek 11 technically qualified as a Star Trek movie. Like it or hate it, I think 12 actually has some social commentary about drone killings, about the Starfleet being a military versus a space exploration, about when to follow your rules versus loyalty to your friends, uh, the futility of revenge. It may not have addressed these issues very deeply, but it did address them, which was the one thing I found was lacking in Star Trek 11 that I think 12 has. So I have to say this is a star trek movie like it or hate it so where do you get drone killings from uh the torpedoes long range they remotely fly out and kill somebody you don't like in another country that's pretty fucking loose uh that's what the writer said they were doing with the torpedoes and i got it the moment they said it in the film first viewing okay i mean well that's it all right movie's over (laughs) well we have a website as you may know i do wonder how you would have been listening to this Without ever getting to our fucking website. But whatever. You know what? <laughs> Maybe you picked it up on our on from a tweet. You know, we're at Sci-Fi Show. Maybe you got it on Facebook. We're facebook.com forward slash Sci-Fi Show. But we have a website, sci-fi show.net, where it's got all of it. We got the archives, and you can send us email. Sci-Fi Show.net is where you need to go. Feedback at Sci-Fi Show.net. You can talk to us or put a message on our Facebook page. We got Google Plus. You know, you search for that shit. It'll be in there. So, until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. <laughs> this is Patrick. This is Brian. I like this podcast. It's exciting. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>